happening everyone welcome to the paranormal i'm johnny monoxide and tonight it's just me and aether what's up dude yo what up dude oh not much looking forward to this one uh we've been teasing it a little bit here and there uh we've got a guest coming on in a few minutes but um man did you check out all the uh, ufo stuff this week no not too much of it i have been researching uh, our topic pretty heavily though Oh, cool! Because I, I I just skimmed through it and uh, I realized today that I probably should have done more than skimming. Uh, but I've been it's checking. It's a weird rabbit hole. It is. It it really is. We'll get into that definitely. But um, I'm finding that this the UFO disclosure and I think like uh they they're doing the thing with like the hot chick judge. Remember her? The or, or maybe she's not a judge. Maybe she's a senator. Yeah, the I'm one. Not who, sure. The brunette, the brunette senator Mace, I think her last name is, and she did the thing where she had like two buttons unbuttoned, and everybody's like, she know what she's doing, but she's out there talking about UFOs now. So interesting. Naturally, so they're going to listen. Yeah. So well, I mean, it's totally real and heterosexual if they're talking about it in Congress. Authentic. Yes. Well, that's the thing is, people were like, "Oh, I totally believed in aliens until the government said they were real." I think that's <laughs> it's going to ruin it for so many people, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we uh, we have a good one for you folks this evening. We have been talking about this for a while. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a crossover with our friends across the border. Uh, Buddy Dimes from the Canadian podcast Blood Satellite is going to be joining us in just a few minutes. Um, he's got, they brought up a conspiracy that I had heard of and I just kind of like brushed it aside because I was like, ah, whatever. That's like, you know, just one of those um Dave Chappelle, Miley Cyrus type things, right? No, no, no very deep rabbit hole. So Yeah, it was all new information for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was all new information for me. I mean, I had I kind of heard of it, but it was like one of those, like, you know, like I said, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, the stuff that comes across my desk, like I get all the conspiracy. For sure, yeah, yeah. So I have to sort through like what's worth worth talking about, what's not. And I always put this on like a back burner. And now that, now that we've looked at it, it's like, whoa, I think I'm going to look at it even more. But yes. Dimes from Blood Satellite is joining us right now. All right, Mr. Dimes, welcome to the Paranormies, sir. Uh, I know I know if we're supposed to say this, but we kind of started and had a false start there, but I will repeat myself because I am still extremely geeked and excited to be here. And this is one <laughs> of my absolute favorite shows. And I'm I'm just very happy to be here. You got no idea. Awesome. I, I really appreciate yeah, that. Uh, we'll just let everybody know that you listen to us at the gym. We don't have to do the whole story all over again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me rewind the script. Here. Yeah, no, I hate when that happens, dude. I was like, we were we started and I swear to God, I pushed the button, but apparently I didn't push the button. It's okay. It was only a minute and a half. So you didn't lose much. Um, it was, it was just, it was just really like uh dimes telling everybody how much he loves the paranormies, which is cool. Um, 
because like you said, as podcast race, you know, a lot of people listen to a lot of stuff, but I don't listen to a lot. Your podcast is one that I do put in the rotation. That is for sure. Um, and we were talking about food posting because oh, we're active in a couple chats. Absolutely. And you're one of the, the few guys who's out there posting real good dinners. And that's not appreciated enough in our scene. And I, I judge a man by like what he's grilling and what he's posting about grilling. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. And, and I do it the old fashioned way, man. I tend my own fire. I have a, an offset smoker that I, I cut my own wood and dry my own wood and burn my Fuck. own wood. Yeah. That's what I want. That, that is the dream. I don't have that right now. We're just in this little townhouse here. Ah. And the, the type of smoker I want would take up half of this like, poor excuse for a backyard we've got. And then it would just be, I would get kicked out of this place. There'd be so much smoke, right? But that's the dream and and doing it properly with the cutting of the wood and all that shit. And my wife, bless her soul, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's like, just get the wood pellets. I say, listen, bitch, you come at me with that again. I, I'm, I'm telling tales out of school here, but let's just say it didn't go very well for her. You are still here. A wood pellet talk. Dude, the wood pellet. Okay, so my deal with the pellet grills is like, yes, your brisket is amazing, uh, but you did use the Easy Bake Oven to do it. And yes, I'm glad you have the app on your phone that controls all that stuff. But you didn't you didn't cook anything there, pal. Um, well, also, yeah, every time I go to a smoker, it's got front and center. It's telling me that I can control it from my phone. I don't know who that's for. Yeah, I, I honestly don't. It's for it's for the guy. It's for the guy who wants to go watch like Marvel Comics Universe movies while he's smoking a brisket and uh, stopping to pick up Funko Pops on the way home or something. Because you know, well, well they might stop and throw <laughs> axes too, right? Because that's the new cool manly thing to do. It's funny that you like. I lived in Toronto, Canada, for quite some time, and uh, you know, one of the bigger urban centers in North America. Mm. And that's where all that hipster shit starts coming from. And I knew when axe throwing was becoming big and you're paying a premium to like just throw hatchets into a board. Well, I started thinking, I'm like, man, if I just had some property, I could just do this. But here you got to like sign a waiver and then pay an hourly fee to like literally just throw cheap hatchets at wood. Mm -hmm. There is where I am working now. There is a strip mall. That is like the, it's like the hipster, the new hipster strip mall. They have the cool barber shop. They have the 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 axe throwing place. Then they have the uh, the cider brewing company. And um, oh, what's the other one? It's like a like a rock indoor rock climbing thing. It's like all this really, I don't know. It's it's all very prepackaged and fake looking. It looks like it belongs in like a GQ magazine or something. Like a do you, see, do you see the word bespoke a lot when you're walking through? That? Yes, I don't. I drive by. It's yes, it's bespoke. <laughs> yes, yeah. I hate. That's just a new farm to table. Oh, yeah, like farm to table. Like it, that's one of those things. Like um, you know, AAA Wagyu beef. I'm like, I know someone's lying. I know this isn't what <laughs> you want me to think it is. Sure, but here's the thing about farm to table. Where else does it go? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. that's like such a that's like such you know air into your lungs, an oxygen company. What? Like <laughs> that's what they got that nifty little hyphen in between there, so they don't have to explain the in between. <laughs> right now, that we show that to the wrong type of person, they'll be telling you stories about well, actually, most of the food you grow goes in the fucking ditch, and there's probably some kind of weird agro business thing where actually half of America's food goes in the ocean, probably. You wouldn't surprise me. None of that surprises me. After what I saw during COVID, thank you, Ice Age Farmer, by the way, we should come back. 
but uh, he did do the chicken little thing a little too hard. And I think he got he got got with that, so he had to he had to save face and go away. Because um, the world is supposedly supposed to be over, according to him. Yeah, and the problem, you know, we don't need to. We could spend a lot of time on COVID too, but <laughs> I, I, I we talked about this on the show where I'm like, our side, you know, the the let's say the conspiracy side, we were more right than everybody, but we weren't. 100% correct about things. And I think where we went wrong is where we overshot the predictions. And we didn't need to. We didn't need to say billions are going to die. Like right. we, all all we needed to say was the truth, which was it's untested. There's probably going to be a lot of people that are are going to die. And but it, it, once you start giving hard numbers, that's just a yep. trap door you're making for yourself. We don't need to. No, and like I mean like look at look yesterday. I mean it doesn't matter, you know, how how many, you know, the whole millions must die. Two more weeks conspiracy hard. You know, how many times I've heard that? But like, you know, LeBron James kid. Just, you know, 18-year-old kids, the famous 18-year-old kids falling down having cardiac arrest. The uh the Merck, I don't know it was Merck. There was a, there was a report came out and it was thousands of vaccine injuries and these are from Pfizer themselves. Like it's yeah, we we didn't have to make the predictions overall. Like we, the 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 uh, royal we, as far as conspiracy guys. Um, <laughs> no, because honestly, I'm not I'm not backing down from this. But the paranormies, we were pretty on the nose from the beginning as far as calling how it went and how it was going to go down. Um, I don't recall honestly. I don't recall ever saying millions were going to die, but uh, I did say we did say we, we have no idea what was going to happen. You know, and we still don't. We still don't know what's going to happen with that vaccine. Even if like, who's to say? That they didn't do multiple batches of all kinds of things, you know. They could have been. They could have tested. They, they could have beta tested eight hundred different vaccines, and just told yeah. you it was a Pfizer vaccine. Told you it was the it, mRNA. Yeah, and one thing that has troubled me it's that on our side of things, let's call it you know the conspiracy right, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm afraid that our this narrative that we've been carrying on for years is just at this point going to be taken by the mainstream like you see you know, Robert F Kennedy Jr mm-hmm. like mainstream people basically admitting that everything that we admit we're saying about the lockdowns about the covid vaccine untestedness so we're kind of losing that narrative it really fell into our lap everyone mm-hmm. called us crazy now a new generation of people are just they're kind of taking that from us and pretending that it was theirs the whole time and that's that bothers me um because for the long time we could say like, look, I think, you know, I don't not to get in all kinds of internet drama, telegram drama, but you get called a schizo enough. But I'm like, well, the <laughs> schizos again were more correct, mm-hmm. but you know, the people are just going to, you know, the, our words end up coming out of Charlie Kirk's mouth eventually, and I'm not prepared for that. We didn't have a contingency plan for when our correctness just kind of gets parroted, and we're robbed of that credibility, which I find you know troubling. Yeah, I could see. Well, they, they jumped on it now that now that it's over and safe to talk about, right? Because at the beginning, the only people who were really correct that were publicly speaking about it were like us, uh, Ramsey Paul, and, you know, Anglin, um, uh, Lauren Witzke. Like, that's that's, yeah. not, that's that's not company you want to be like. You know, you want to be associated with it normally, right? I mean, all of them. Yeah, you know, and and then regular people like I, you would lose family members over this like a lot of people forget like how up in arms and frothing at the mouth individuals were during the peak of this thing if you were to imply that you know it was it's just a flu or something like that like you you could lose your job there was real dire social consequences so anyone who did speak up 
unless they kind of had enough capital on their side to weather that storm, if you're just a regular person, like you're putting a lot on the line for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. People lost family members. Divorces happened. Uh, kids don't speak to their parents anymore. Uh, people have died without saying goodbye. It's crazy like, how how this thing just divided so many people. And whether or not we were completely right about everything, um, what personally I know I was right about was watching this thing from the unfold from the beginning. And we called it the next nine eleven, but bigger. It was a it was it just, which is what it was. I mean, they, there was a huge, uh, you know, uh, big scary thing, right? The big virus, big scary thing, big you know terrorism act, scary thing, virus, and then a huge transfer of money, just like every other time. Like trillions of dollars. Trillions must transfer. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think on some level, people are starting to understand that. Like I started noticing that they were accepting the lab leak theory, which again, you could lose your job at one point for implying that. But that's almost the least interesting part of this. Like the real conspiracy, like you had said, is a, yeah, kind of the government overreach, but it's also the wealth transfer. But it's also all this other stuff that's going on. And you can kind of just, like you said, point to the Patriot Act. Like this is this is that. And you hate that, so you right. should also hate this. Why is this so hard? Yeah, I, it, it, it's it's crazy. They have this legislation printed up, ready to go. And I'm talking like legislation doesn't just happen. I don't know if these people know this. Like legislation isn't an email or a text. You know what I mean? Legislation is. What was the one that Pelosi said that uh, we have to? I know you're. I know you're Canadian, so you don't care enough probably to, to know this. Oh but, no, our entire lives are American politics up here. Oh okay. So oh good. So you'll know more about this than me. Um, the one the bill is like we have to sign it before we can read it. Was it like eight hundred pages or something like that? You remember? Yeah. That? <laughs> like things that probably make sense to them, but because they've been in that sort of strata for so long, like that comment ma- would make sense to uh, who's that guy who just his brain broke on TV? Just oh, Mitch McConnell. Day. Yeah, Mitch. Yeah. Like to a guy like that who's on who's so far like filled to the brims with Coke and just Coke and get these people run on cocaine and gay sex cocaine, and to them, yeah. a, a comment like that makes sense. Like you're like, you're such a bureaucrat. You forget that you're t- talking to real people. Yeah. I mean, and then, and, and again, it's like, or are they even real people? These people, you know what I mean? I remember <laughs> the funniest thing. This is a throwback. But I remember it was Barack Obama. I forget it was he's passing some type of bill. It was some type mm. of green energy bill. And then people were upset about it. And he had said, You guys are gonna have to point to me in here which part you don't like. It's like, well, have you read it? Have you read the thing that you're mm-hmm. talking about? Because he's just like, I don't know. Like he had the air of like, I don't know what this is. Tell tell me what I shouldn't like about it. Right. And that, that kind of clicked for people like, oh, you don't know what it is you're signing. Anyway, I, I don't I'm gonna get down to like an Obama thing too. Okay. We better keep this into a paranormal. Let's sort keep of it thing. into a paranormal so, thing because we could easily so go into politics and that's not the he, show. He is Michelle Obama. How about that? <laughs> well, we just did this on um on the Nationalist Inquirer this week, but they're they're uh they're chef drowned, right? Which is not surprising yeah. he was black, but like there's the video, there's the video <laughs> of him swimming. Not very well, but he's swimming. Um, and the Clintons, the Clintons' ex uh, chef died as well, drowned. Hmm. Well, the Clintons, another one of those things like COVID, where you're you're seen as kooky for bringing it up, and it's like, oh, you know, her emails. But I'm like, no, have you actually looked at the stuff she's accused of? Have you looked at the evidence? Like, same thing with that Comet Pizza stuff, or like the um, 
the John Podesta stuff. Like, right. okay, there was like, oh, the, the guy went to Comet Pizza and there's nothing there. But I'm like, no, but did you read the emails? Did you, mm-hmm. did you actually look at the stuff? And a lot of people don't actually look at the source material because anyone who does says, okay, that's kind of fucked up. And why would someone say that? Uh, so it's just people like it's uh, almost like a cognito hazard for them. It's you can't touch it. And COVID is this another cognito hazard where people uh, they they need to x that out of their memory. Mm. And now you're an asshole if you bring it up. You're ruining the party. And that's I don't know what to do about that. Yeah, people don't want to talk about it. Uh, yesterday, speaking of COVID and stuff, there was I I went to the deli to get some roast beef for my my uh, sandwiches for lunch. And the guy was talking through a mask, and it's bad enough that he's probably Armenian or Iranian or something. I can't understand him as it is, but he's wearing a mask. And the guy behind him, I was like, I was like, can you tell me what he's saying? Because he's wearing a mask, and I can't fucking understand him. Yeah, you and still the, see people like that. And, and the guy I'm behind him like, was like, the guy was like, yeah, he's like, you know, he, the guy went back. He's like, he's like that. And I was like, dude, I'm so sick and tired of his mask. He's like, yeah, me too. And like for half a second, I thought I got somebody to engage. I was wrong. He was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, but you know what? I like to let everybody do what they want to do and it doesn't bother me. I'm going to go back to work and shut up now. Basically, that's what he did. Yeah, I, I am, I'm not a, the type of guy who has an opinion about things. Right. <laughs> that's what people, like, I don't know, maybe I'm too hostile to centrists, but um, the idea that you're like, well, I, just, I like Bill Burr would always do this. The community is like, ah, oh, what do I know? What, do I, what Why am I having an opinion? I'm like, like, right. It, the, the lack of confidence as a man to just say, oh, who cares? Who cares about anything? I'm like, well, you know. You're allowed to have an opinion on things. That's the thing is we haven't been allowed to have an opinion for so long. Dude, we can get into, we can do a whole MR, uh, men's rights stuff if you want to. No, we're doing paranormals. <laughs> so the Clintons whack people. Their chef died. The Obama's chef drowned. Which Why the chefs? Why, why chefs? I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about. Chefs. It's a bad time to be a chef for, uh, I guess the Biden chef doesn't, you know, don't quit, dude. They're trusted with cooking human meat, so they got to go. You know what? I'm going with that. I like, <laughs> you know what? I like that. No, I'm. I, I I can't I can't not because I don't know enough. But dimes, like you were know. saying I'm about the, in the dark here. Well, that's fine though. That's what we, we do that occasionally around here. Uh, you were talking about the PizzaGate and the Podesta and the Comet Ping Pong Pizza stuff. I was talking to somebody about that about two days ago, and even if you don't get like all deep conspiratorial, where you want to talk about the heavy breathing uh, musical act, and you want to talk about. James Oliphantus' name phonetically in French is I love children. And, you know, like those guys, Jean-Méla Enfant is like, whoa, it means his name literally means I love children in French. Yeah. It's weird. You know, but even if you don't approach people with that stuff, like, you know, even if you don't try to weird them out and you're just like, well, what do you think about that? They don't, they don't care. They think it's, they think you're stupid for, for even knowing about it. Yeah, I always try and challenge, and I, I apply this to a lot of the things that we might believe in, um, going to the source of, of the issue. So I think a lot of people who are into the same stuff we're into are tempted to lead with the most exciting, juicy details, which will sound crazy to people. But sometimes you need to teach people how to think. You need to walk them through the logical process. So you can go to them and say, they probably heard about Comet Ping, but they know that there's a crazy conspiracy going around. So you got to break through that ice wall so you would say okay you know the united states of america the largest empire the most wealthy the wealth most well connected empire, and the world has ever known would it stand to reason that somewhere in that bureaucracy somewhere in that state machinery there exists one or more fixers because america and even if these the, the politicians are fine 
there's politicians and statesmen and power brokers in America that deal with people all over the world, Russians, Saudis, weird Japanese guys, African warlords, they're all coming and going. And But it would it make sense that there's certain people in the government who are tasked with making uncomfortably powerful men happy. And it's not that you don't like it, but when that sheik comes through, he's got to have a 14-year-old boy. And we need a guy who's in charge of making that guy happy because we need that oil deal. We need whatever the deal is to go through, and we must satisfy those insane, wretched appetites. Mm -hmm. Would it make sense that there's at least one person in the entire American state apparatus that is tasked with doing that sort of dirty work? Knowing what you do know about America, knowing about the CIA, knowing about everything. They'd say, yeah, statistically, it's almost impossible that there's not. It's like, okay, so I've already gotten you through that wall of saying this is this not only is this possible it's probable that something like this has happened and you know they're dealing with the cartels dealing with all kinds of so you've got people on the same wavelength now and then you can break down the details of comic ping pong can talk about like the language that they're using and it's difficult because a lot of this sort of thing no one wants to look at it no one wants to look at child sex trafficking it's disgusting i don't like having this knowledge regular people don't um and if you stare too long in that abyss you know it tears back into you so you know it, it's difficult to you know make people even it's not that they don't care it's that they they almost can't care because mm -hmm. that would mean a whole bunch of houses of cards are falling down it exactly and it's it's something that nobody wants to look at it's like when you nobody want nobody wants no normal person wants child drag shows but when you talk yeah. about it to normal people, they don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. Just like this. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows. Everybody, if you go to Vegas, if you go to, I've done this personally. We went to Vegas for my buddy's bachelor party when I was living in California. And we walked up. One of us walked. We got a bottle service table and private, you know, like whatever, because, you know, we're big ballers, right? Because, you know, he's getting married. You got podcast money. No, this is well before podcast money. Um, this is just when I was a uh, Johnny Monoxide millionaire electrician. Um <laughs> that was a meme for a while because they were, when I uh, working in San Francisco, we have the highest wage of all the IBW locals. And uh, oh, nice! Well, it's about to be in twenty twenty five. It's going to be like one hundred and one fifty an hour, right? Holy shit! But in, yeah, I, but but in order to take a call, you've got to be double vaxxed and boosted and can prove it and like all that. Yeah, you've got you got to go through all kinds of like COVID hoops to just even to even sign up to take a call to work there. And guess what? Electricity is for fucking everybody, right? Yeah. So anyways, um, so we're in Vegas and we got this like $1,200 table or whatever it is. And I, I was, I'm like, all right, watch this. So I get up and this is when I was still single. So I could get away with this. Um, walk up to the line of security guards. And I said, which one of you guys is the girl guy? And this little nerdy dude with a bow tie said, that would be me. And I put a hundred dollar bill in his pocket and say, make that shit happen, captain. And I'd turn around every five minutes. He's turning around with like two nines on each arm. Hey, Johnny, this is Tasha and Trina. They're from Colorado. And right. That's that. If you can do that in Vegas, if a dumbass like me for a hundred bucks can get like normal chicks brought to, to the table. So like we can, you know, cause every girl wants to sit in the VIP right in Vegas. Everybody does. <laughs> I, I can imagine myself doing that uh, now because I've gotten more retarded as I've gotten older. Mm. So I could imagine maybe when I was in my 20s, I could do that. Now I'd go up to just the first Asian guy I saw. I said, are you the whore man? Yeah. Right. I need to find the whore man. Right. But I was I was, you know, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. But this was, uh, you know, I was trying to be like the cool dude. Right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to make an impression with my friends. But uh 
Yeah, but totally, if you can do that in Vegas for a hundred bucks, imagine what a politician can do. With, if you can buy a politician for ten grand, according to BlackRock, imagine it's, what you can get for a million bucks. And every no one likes politicians. No one believes in politics. Like ask the biggest shit lib you know. So yeah, do you think the government's corrupt? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, so like you, you can untangle their prejudices and and get them on the same wavelength of you. A lot of it, you know, not to get too political, but a lot of the beliefs on our side of things is just that people have that prejudice. But if you kind of break down a couple of pegs, it's like they essentially believe a lot of the same things. They just they feel like they can't because they've been told that you you specifically are a gross person. That <laughs> not you specifically, but like us are like oh don't talk to them because. Right. They believe all oh, this other shit, right? Yeah, they 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 have a different. Listen, freedom of freedom of speech as long as you agree with us. Well, the funny thing is also there's certain everyone has got their favorite conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest nine times vaxxed guy that I know, my father in law is like the biggest propo- he will believe any moon hoax conspiracy theory you put past him. Like he's he's seen every moon landing documentary. He believes it all. He believes that there's like sand castles on the moon made by like everything. Where's he at on JFK? I don't actually, I don't know. I don't think like that same era, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. He, the JFK is almost too complicated. Like if you really get into JFK, it's really complicated. And I think it's just too complicated for a lot of these guys. They would rather kind of the whimsy of the moon landing because there's so much crazy stuff you can do with the moon. I mean, don't, don't listen. Listen, don't 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 put the don't put the moon hoax down there, buddy. We we oh, no. we do a lot of we 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 make a lot of hay with that. No, that's the thing. But like, that's the thing that even no uh, matter who you are, there's guys who are like, I hate conspiracy theories, but right, they're moon right. landing guys. They, right. Everyone's got their one thing. Monsanto. And they, that's another one yeah. you can get leftist with. Is a lot of that kind of stuff, like the corporate conspiracy stuff. You just got to say the word too. Yeah, it's like a buzzword to them. Oh, it's MK Ultra, hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Yeah, everyone believe everyone knows MK Ultra. <laughs> Which is yeah, it's such a top secret program that everybody knows about it. And yeah. why is it MK Ultra? Every other thing that the military does with the with the initials MK, it's like the the Mark 114, the Mark 22, the Mark 17, the Mark 116. But this is the MK Ultra. Yeah, they're not creative, and that's the problem. Right. Like, we used to we used to make cool names in this country. Or yeah, they, they got China making the names now for Pete's sake. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, cool or they stuff. went for like mundane on purpose to blend it in. Possible. <laughs> yeah, but MK, those two letters side by side already seem interesting and threatening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I was ultra. picking some, some letters, it would be like SP. Yuck. <laughs> what about yeah. WK? Oh, oh, that is an all time segue. There if I've ever heard one. There you go. Good job. Yeah, I mean, it was an alley oop. <laughs> if if you were to just leave right now, dust your hands and do the George Casanza <laughs> out, that would be that you paid your way. There you go. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I had a topic I wanted to bring that I've never discussed before, never discussed in my show, never even discussed it really with anyone I know. Uh and it's a topic that's very close to my heart. And this is the only show I could think of bringing it to. And it's I don't uh, know if that's a compliment or no, absolutely it's a compliment. <laughs> because I, the more it, it's something that's close to my heart as well um it's nothing it's not going to be too paranormal it's not it might not be terribly interesting but it is fun and something that i've got a personal stake in it's about the musician andrew wk 
Um, and Andrew WK, some people might know. I know Aether, you know, you talked, you kind of know him from TV. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of TV appearances. Yeah. A lot of people will know him as a musician. He, he, or a song like, uh, you know, When's Time to Party, We Will Party Hard. He's got a, a look. Um, not the biggest, but when I was a teenager and he just came on the scene, he was massive. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing stadium tours and his songs were everywhere. And, um, so I actually genuinely liked him, and I've, I've seen him live a couple of times, too. And so the sequence of events I'm going to lay out might sound a bit disjointed. It might be meandering. And there might be people who know exactly what I'm going to talk about, who are going to get on my ass about I missed this or missed that. But this this is a like 15-year-long rabbit hole that you can go down that I've been following over the years and checking in on. And I was reading about it le- to the hour leading up to this episode, because this is an ongoing story. He's still around and there's still weird. He's still coming out with albums and there's mm-hmm. still strange conspiracies about this individual named Andrew WK. So I'm going to try and, and give as, as holistic a story as I can and give some of the more recent stuff because it, it just never stops. The party never stops. Okay. <laughs> and I want you to jump in, interrupt me, ask me other questions, or if this okay. is getting too weird, well, let me know. First, I remember Andrew WK from obviously Party Hard. Everybody knows that song. I figure that's got to probably be the break song this week. Um, <laughs> legitly do not. What's that? I legitly do not. But it might just be my age. I don't know. Oh, you don't you don't know that song? No. Nah. All right, well, that's the break song this week. So, yeah, I'll hear it anyways. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, uh, I remember seeing him. I don't remember too much because I was a little, how, Dimes, how old are you? If you don't mind aging yourself. Um, 30, how old am I? I'm in my 30s, so that's, okay. I always forget, 36, I think, this year. Okay, so I, when you, you said you were a teenager when he hit the scene. Um, All right, I, so not too much different. Maybe I just didn't pay attention to this guy. Yeah, so I was, yeah, that's I another thing. Cartoon Network. I remember seeing him on, uh, on what was that show on VH1? Uh, the I I love the eighties. I love the nineties. Those shows. He yeah. was on the like the I love the two thousands series, and I yeah. just I just remember him being on. That's all I remember him from is just that, and then the party the party rock song. And other than that, I have no idea about this guy. I just thought he was. I just I mean the guy what Andrew Federley Wilkes career. That's well. Here we go. Uh, is that really who he is? That's the um, name they give on Wikipedia. So that's a thing. That that's is there just one Andrew WK? And oh. That's what we're going to get into now. Okay. Um, but yeah, his his albums. First album is "I Get Wet." That was a big breakthrough. The second one's called "The Wolf." Um, had a big single of that. It was called "Never Let Down." People are looking to get in the music. It's actually just good music. Um, this most recent album, I think, is his best. Um, it's called uh, "God Is Partying." And it's got some, he, it's got a lot of really interesting songs on it. And he's kind of, his origin musically was as this experimental noise artist. And, but he's a multi instrumentalist. He plays all the instruments on, he's got live band, but he plays all the instruments and writes all the songs himself. Are we, are we talking like Mersbau or something or like, what's that? Are we talking like Mersbau experimental noise or, well, it's like Japanese uh, crazy guy, you know what I'm talking about? Well, actually don't but maybe just kind of like drum machine weird screaming stuff all right kind of yeah i mean you can google this guy and hate me later but (laughs) yeah i kind of like that 
It's hard to find his early stuff, but you know, I go deep and have a lot of his older, weirder stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's kind of the story of him. And he was pretty big, but then he fell off. He disappeared. And there's a few controversies along the way that I saw occur. Um, but just to give people some lore. So um, according to like his original bio, according to it, was Andrew was named after a drunk driver turned drugstore cowboy turned murderer named Andrew Stevenson, um, who started calling himself Andrew White, who then gave himself the alias the White Killer. So that's where the WK come from. Is that true? Who knows? And that's kind of a, the WK. Who knows? This is a, a common enough theme. So wow. Andrew WK, around the just before his third album came out, he had this website um, called the AWK World. And he would interact with fans and answer questions. And this was like before, I think before social media really really took off. It might have been around when Facebook was popping off. But um, this is when artists just had their own website and web forums. And I was actually active on his web forum. And I, to this day, I think I'm the reason he closed down his web forum because I was trolling him too hard. I don't have any evidence of that, but it was like me and 15 other people. And I was just fucking with him. And then just one day it disappeared. Anyway, so what happens is... You know, he answers questions for people and he's he's got his sort of motivational speaker platitudes, you know, never let down, you know, keep on keeping on. And one day he starts answering questions really strangely, starts uh, talking about saying things like this is how the formation begins and then starts writing answers just in numerical code that no one can decipher. And very strange, slow, slow to start. And then something happens where the website gets hacked. And Andrew W.K. gets kind of taken over by this entity called Steve Mike, S-T-E-E-V Mike. And, you know, his website gets hacked and then an entire web of other websites emerges up to 80 separate websites, <laughs> things like violentlife.com and adultwomaninmirror.com, kind of creepy stuff. And I, I'm not, I don't think I'm overplaying my head when I say it's like David Lynchian. Um, I know Aether, I, I think it was you, you said you like David Lynch as well, but yeah. like r- really strange, <laughs> dark stuff. And I'm going to give people a couple of links to look up here. So I know this isn't a visual medium right now, but if people want to look up what I'm talking about, most of these sites don't exist anymore, but there's a, a few screenshots and some records out there. One of the sites is a Wilkes Crier, W-I-L-K-E-S-K-R-I-E-R.homestead.com slash index. Go there. And it's just this old HTML site that kind of turns into schizophrenic rambling midway through. But that's kind of the the joy of all this. And it's a story of everything up until like a few years ago. But it's got screenshots of these like weird websites. And it was made by this entity, this individual named Steve Mike, who was accusing Andrew WK of being fake, of owing him money. He's got blackmail stuff on, on Andrew WK. Andrew WK isn't who he says he is. And he's got all these like weird, trippy fucking images, Photoshop stuff, all these strange references, references to how Andrew WK, oh, well, this is what I'm going to now. So this is where the lore, the Andrew WK lore starts, that Andrew WK isn't a real person. The claim is that Andrew WK is the creation of a a series of sort of individuals, um, of, of businessmen, and that there's not just one Andrew WK, there's a series of actors who play the character called Andrew WK and every album has a, a different guy playing it 
and his dad is supposed to be related to it. Andrew's father and his dad. And, and this is where the, the conspiracy is interesting. And I'll say this at the top that it will be easy for some people to say that, oh, this is like an alternate reality game. This is a LARP. This is just some, uh, someone fucking around. But there's enough evidence in this thing and there's enough occurrences and admissions by Andrew WK himself that it's impossible to tell what is fact and what is fiction. And that, and by the end of this, I think I'm going to establish that it's actually both and that it's this sort of meta reality within a meta reality. And it, it as weird as it's going to get, it's going to get weirder. Because at the start, it just sounds like a weird troll attempt. Like, okay, his his dad is own actually does own the record label that Andrew WK was originally on called Bulb Records. So it's like, oh, the claim is that his dad's involved in this sort of weird rock star experiment. And the experiment was to create this new type of rock star that would represent energy and get people involved. It's a, a new type of rock star for the 2000s because this is when he was starting to take off. I like Jim Morrison. Kind of, yeah. And here's the connective tissue is that this isn't an altogether strange thing to happen, that there's been several proven conspiracies throughout the years of involvement of like the CIA and the hippie movement of this rock star or that rock star being a fed or mm. being planted somewhere. So the idea that something like this could happen isn't altogether strange. Oh. Well, we did we did a whole series on Laurel Canyon. I mean, Laurel Canyon is where the hippie movement was created, created the entire 60s and likely um, everything NASA produced after the 60s. Yeah, the, the NASA angle to that is the wildest part. And really, I, we did like one episode on that. You probably did a better one, but you really come out of that understanding that Frank Zappa was cool. Like Frank Zappa was the guy who was like, fuck all these hippies. Fuck of these gay hippies. Right. Well, yeah, but he was part of the Laurel Canyon experiment too, though. I know, but I was, I was always, he always seemed to stand apart from that. Now, yeah. you correct me if I'm wrong. But. No, he, I mean, he definitely was different, you know, for sure. Um, however, you know, again, he's got the connections. He's got both, both of his parents involved in, uh, you know, chemical warfare and psychological warfare. So, yeah. and just to get back to the Andrew WK thing, that's Sorry. a good point. Yes. And I, I, I can see that. One of the reasons that this theory kicked off was because there was one concert in New Jersey mm. in around um, in the early 2000s where uh, is Andrew WK concert where there's clearly a, a person other than Andrew WK on stage. And it became a big, like, what the fuck is going on? And what year was this? So, um, when was it? It was in New Jersey. I think it was like 2002. Okay, because supposedly I did a little bit. I did a little bit. I lied. I said I didn't have to do any prep. I did minimal, but uh, <laughs> I did a little look. Uh, but the 2005 is supposedly when the switch. That might be. Yeah. Is that what? Okay, because the be guy. It. That was the in between year, if I remember. Okay. Between 2004 and 2006, 2005 was like his MIA year or something like okay. that. And he came back. Yeah. He was supposed to release an album. Uh, he like came back and did the spoken word bit. But then he released that album like only in Japan and Korea, I believe it was. And, mm. Yeah, uh, and, and, well, I guess and, that, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to get too far ahead of it, but no, but no, but that that is relevant. That that weird Japan period where he stepped away from music for a while. But this is kind of what pres precipitated that, where he kind of left the scene after all this shit I'm talking about mm. happens. Um, he disappears, and but this was one thing where everyone's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And the what happened was people were asking questions on the website and this woman named Christine Williams 
was answering them. And so yeah, like, here's one of the questions that I would ask. I got it here. It's like, hey, a lot of people uh, don't seem to think that was Andrew WK at the NJ show. I'm one of them. What's going on, Christine? Um, and it was this woman who's supposedly answering questions on the site. And she gives like a weird answer. She's saying that to answer all your questions, there's been a lot of confusion regarding this New Jersey concert. People have been especially curious about where Andrew went after the show and whether or not it was in fact Andrew himself on stage. Um, it was a spectacular concert. Everything went over very well. And the night was a success. Um, everything was taken care of smoothly. At this point, all we can do is look in the information we've been collecting and continue our research into the facts. And it goes into this like answer, non-answer. So people are like, there was okay. like, there was like one where they were talking about how like, oh, Andrew wasn't moving properly tonight or something like that. We we worked out some technical difficulties and you guys still enjoyed the show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, so wait a minute. Did they just have to like reprogram PR his guy. legs? Is that, I don't know. Yeah, it like, came off like that. Some servos, yeah, give, some servos need to be adjusted? Yeah, that shit like that. And it was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then people These are started... like your PI, PR team, right? Like, Yeah, and then people started noticing that he, he looks different from album to album and a lot they'll start comparing his press photos and like the jawline looks different or the well, his tattoo placements are like these seem like different sorts of guys the the difference between uh 2004 and 2006 andrew wk is completely i mean the, there's the one uh there's a website where is it i was just looking at this uh, it's like a you know, is there a conspiracy about Andrew WK? And at the bottom, it's like, no, hell no, stupid. It's one of those kind of websites. You know, you're stupid if yeah, you yeah. believe that. But but there was the pictures. They took, like, they used a conspiracy theory guy's meme where it's got, like, old Andrew WK on one side and new Andrew WK on the other side. And this person, these people actually look at this stuff and they go, it's the same guy. What is wrong with you? It's totally the same yeah. guy. They do it to us. Okay. Uh, recently, uh, they have clearly cloned Jamie Foxx. And the guy, the little skinny-headed dude that is out there now, that is not Jamie Foxx. Your head, I don't care what kind of aneurysm you have, your skull does not shrink. You know, um, They got some white guy to play Jamie Foxx from looking at his skin. Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They, they, like, they drag somebody through some, like, some sheetrock dust some, like, some of the, as it turns brown when you get it on the floor. Like that kind of stuff. He's not really black, he's not really white, he's just ashy. That's what it is, actually. Yeah. Uh, um, and then like but what i'm saying is people come into our like we'll post on you know on our channel it's like and just like post a picture and be like with the shrugging yellow guy like eh. you know and people will be like i don't you guys are retarded that is clearly the same person i don't understand what's wrong with your eyes <laughs> and i'm like nigga if you don't see that that is not the same person i don't know what's wrong with you in general like it's not just your eyes it's your whole brain something wrong with his medulla oblongata that's what the man that won over our hearts and collateral. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he just did a movie called They Clone Tyrone. <laughs> I mean, come on. They don't, dude, they're not even trying anymore. Like, you know, like, it, like they have like the conspiracy theory to, to get a cartoon on Netflix now. Uh, you have, you know, Denver. Yeah, I saw they, they, they stole your name, right? They, oh, they call themselves the Paranormies. That was, that was fucking Disney, bro. Fucking and, Disney. And I, and I was thinking about that just to do a tangent there. I was thinking about that the other day because I saw your post and I'm thinking, is normie a mainstream word? Because I don't, that seems like our thing. I, if they it was is. like the paranormals, maybe, but the, the paranormies, I'm like, that seems like it would have to be taken from our side of the fence. Paranormies, That's not a coincidence. 
there's it's not there's as we say there's no such thing as coincidences uh there is an artificial pair there's a fake paranormies on instagram and there is a fake paranormies on youtube and they're canadian and um they do gay things like lock arms and chug twisted teas on camera I thought they quit after I trolled them. They they didn't quit after you trolled them. They, they yeah they you trolled them and asked them about the tell them tell tell Dimes what what happened. Oh yeah, I like asked them how they got there. I, I I like played it off like I was one of their fans and asked them how they got their name. And they said a pair of normal investigators. Uh a, like, a pair of no no. I'm like no <laughs> no you did. Okay, that doesn't make sense. Like I'm just trying to turn that over in my head. I'm like Mm-mm. that's not that's that's a lie. Yeah, this is big. Yeah, oh, the guy's name is freaking Johnny too. Yeah, and then the guy Johnny, the other top, right? It's like, come on, like obvious. This that's the thing is like you know I kind of get the nervous chuckle with the Disney stuff. I mean, they're gonna send. So I've been eating a lot of apple seeds to build up my tolerance to uh, cyanide. But um, I'm just I'm just Joey Dioxide. What are you talking? Yeah, about? what are you talking it's about? A, yeah, it's a I'm a, a new type of guy. Yeah. It's a whole different kind of guy. That looks just like the other guy though. <laughs> but I have no, I don't know what they do, but the idea, your description that they just link arms and drink twisted teas <laughs> sounds like great content. Well, they got busted. Okay, they do ghost hunting stuff, right? So they do like Zach Bagans type ghost hunting shit. You mean they run around with a camera? Yeah, they run around with a camera and like you know, like an EMF meter, whatever the hell they do. I and they go, did you feel that? Right, I chill. Right, right, right. But um, they got busted for doing fake content, like doing fake ghost stuff. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Some other internet guy was like, hey, these guys are all fake. Can I just say this? A, a tangent within a tangent. But I had a buddy in high school whose house was used for one of those ghost hunter shows. So I got a, like a behind the scenes look mm-hmm. of how they stage the shit. And it's just how funny. What is it? Once you see, like, it's a big crew. It's not a small crew they used to get this shit because you got it, like, the amount of lighting rigs they have to do to make these normal ass places look spooky and all the fog machines and all that shit. Um, It was just they turned this kind of nice looking house into like a a blue filtered, smoky sort of thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. It it just, you see, like, oh, this is all obviously just bullshit. Right. Well, like with Zach Beggins and the other ones that are the, the famous ghost hunters, all there's all they're doing is just advertising for the hotel so they can get some revenue, really. It's just, you know, tourist type stuff. Honestly. Yeah. Because yeah, no, we've done this before. I, there's no ghosts. There's no ghosts. I, I would never want to stay in a haunted hotel. I don't know what these people are. Yeah. I've, I've learned one thing from films. It's that being haunted is bad. Right. I thought we were on the same page. Right. But that's why, well, you know, we got to, well, being American, you know, you've seen that or being, what is it, white people, like, you know, white people will do this, but they don't eat gluten. I think it's one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And that's just like a yes meme response. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to climb Mount Everest to find a ghost and I'm going to eat farm to table, by the way, actually. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. Sorry, oh my goodness! Uh, back, Can you guys hear that? There is a there is a, apparently there is a, a toddler exploded in the other room. Holy cow! Oh, I actually didn't hear anything. Oh, good. There. Is Aether gone? Oh, good. No, 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 no. That would be mine. <laughs> I have a. Th- no, I've been. Oh, I've been I was going to say on your end, or no, I'm not. No, I have a. Th- I have a, a three year old who's having a meltdown right now. So every uh-huh. single one of us has children, and at the same time, we just like looked over. Each other, Jesus Christ! No, no, <laughs> not now. Yes. <laughs> No, they need to know about Andrew WK. Yes. So back to Andrew <laughs> WK. So uh, yeah. he's clearly, I mean, they've clearly got two different guys here, as far as I can tell. At the very least, two. Right. And a lot of people have noticed that 
his voice changes from album to album. Like if you listen to Andrew WK on I Get Wet, he sounds markedly different than what you would hear on uh, You're Not Alone or any of the uh, the later albums. So I think there's a lot to that. But, you know, this this lore is kind of being fed to us by this hostile actor named Steve Mike, who is somehow involved in the creation of this puppet. And then some people are thinking, oh, again, this is a troll. But this is pretty much all confirmed by Andrew WK. So uh he leaves he's got he leaves this one strange message on the site. He he confirms this in many different times and I'll we'll get into those in a second, but he actually confirms it here in a, a very strange way. Just to give you a, a, the tone he's going for. He, he says, "Dear everyone, I'm just going to read it as is." He says, "Dear everyone, I had no idea what was waiting. I got back to my room, I noticed I had changed. Oh no. Already I didn't like the sound of that. I immediately went and looked. Right away I noticed that there was something messed up. I knew something was weird in the section. Right now I've solidified. We are the company. This was its insides. That's the only way the systems. That's the only way to the systems. However, there's a small part that thinks it could be someone undisclosed in privacy. I can't even imagine this, but I have. I'm just a witness. You shouldn't see any of this. I talk about blackmail and it kind of goes on in these like strange conspiratorial attitudes, but he returns to these themes a lot. Like I am the company or we are the company. And um, he has song lyrics. I think, like I said, like, I don't know if I mentioned it before we were talking uh, before the show or not, but I, I really haven't been hugely into him, but I've been reading a lot of the lyrics since I'm researching for this. And I think in some of his songs, he directly mentions the company and all that. Yep. I'm glad you know that because I know exactly the song you're talking about. I think uh, I said we I we are the corporation, we are the company. I forget what song that was. It it is, from, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I think it might have been from Mother. There's like, like this weird album he did. He's got two really weird albums. One is called Close Calls with Brick Walls, and if you listen to that, there's just like, like odd, like haunting, dark synth songs on there. And then this one called Mother of Mankind, which is sort of unreleased stuff. A lot of his earlier stuff, but like songs like I'm a Vagabond. And um, we'll that get into this. The Cadillac album was, was the, just like piano playing. That was weird. Yeah, That's later, imp- impro- improvisational piano playing. Um, and 55, um, this is just like a little bit of a tangent. 55 is the letter of the alphabet. That's E. So 55 is EE, which is Steve Mike. Like he has all these like hints all littered throughout his music about this sort of expanded universe. But uh, he says here, he explains it a bit more in detail. He says, at the end of 2004, an old friend of mine got into some business trouble and basically decided to take it out on me. To cut a long story short, this person is someone I worked very closely with and had a formal and a family business relationship with. So you got a family connection there. Interesting. Due to various complaints this person had with me, they were able to turn my life and career upside down. I wasn't allowed to use my own name within certain areas of the U.S. entertainment industry. So this leads into his absence from music. He disappears for a while. And Aether, you had mentioned uh, a couple of times that he kind of disappears. He does these two Japanese albums. One's called Gundam Rock. It's just like his cover of Gundam songs. And um, there's a couple other ones there. But another one is 55 Cadillac, which is just improvisational piano experimental stuff that seems, you know, seems I, really I think, weird. Not a character for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the consensus on that album was, huh? You know, like, I don't think anyone loves that album. It's just, it, hey, he did a thing. He's actually very good at piano. He's a very skilled piano player. So at least maybe that someone's into that. But he came out with that and he also said 
at a live speaking event. There's a couple instances where he had he actually owned a venue in Toronto called Santos Party House. Uh, which is pretty successful for a while. Him, you know, he does like normal things, like owns a venue for a while, and he he would have these like conferences because around this time he got into speaking engagements. Like for some reason, he's like, I'm a motivational speaker now, and he would tour around the country. He'd go to like South by Southwest even, and have these like rambling stream of consciousness, like experiential, just like sermons he would give about life and partying and positivity and just people would just, you never know what you're going to get. It's just him rambling for a while and just switch gears away from music like for a long, long time. And at one of these, because th- this was like a known thing in the press. This was like, what the fuck's up with Andrew WK? What's the Steve Mike thing? This is weird. Where is he? None of this makes sense. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to do like a, a press conference. And he admits it again. He says, Andrew WK was created by a large group of people. They met and I was there and we talked about how we could come up with something that would move people. It was done in the spirit of commerce. It was done in the spirit of entertainment, which usually goes hand in hand with commerce. I was auditioned alongside many other people to fill the role of a great front man. So as we're going, like it sounds crazy, but then like he's admitted many times that he is one of many. Where are the others? Or is it a, a metaphor for something? And then he'll hmm. sometimes say that it's actually me. Like, and you'll get metaphysical with it. And you're thinking, okay, is this just some some bullshit? But then you always return to, no, but th- there are admissions that there's some kind of like front man experiment going on. And then you, like it has to be real because why would someone walk away from their career for like five years? You know, what I mean, and like he also di- he turns around and basically like recants that after and talks about how like, oh, there's always this weird conspiracy that like people like Lady Gaga and Beyonce and companies like McDonald's and Coke are all part of some hidden agenda. And they're not. We're all just bringing light to the world. <laughs> yeah. After saying like- what you said, after literally saying what you said. Yeah. Right. He'll, he'll, he'll he'll just kind of mess with people. But th- there's all not, these, maybe like- not on the same thing. Right. But like, no, no. But, but you're right. And actually, he ca- would have come up around the same time as Lady Gaga, sort of in that milieu of mm-hmm. like New York City, postmodern, strange, artsy people. Early aughts, yeah. Yeah, and like if you look at Andrew WK's image, it's really strange, um, and it's kind of jarring. Like what his the image he's known for is like him with like blood running down his nose, like staring dead-eyed at the camera. And then you're you're supposed to look at that and think, oh, he got punched in the nose or something. But actually what it is, and there's all this other imagery he uses with his like third eye, illuminated or he'll put a cut there and then what it's actually supposed to represent is his mind melting out of his nose ah. like he's a, he's a really trippy guy who's got this image of just being like a, a frat guy but if you kind of peel back the surface it's extremely esoteric and if you go through these like i mentioned that multitude of websites during the steve mike hacking there's all these references to like esoteric imagery and also <laughs> like sierra mist for some reason there's just weird shit in there like sierra mist is uh like the can the soda is like a big prominent thing and it plays with uh theories that Dave Grohl was involved in Andrew WK's creation that's which that, I've heard that, 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 that Dave Grohl's well that Dave Grohl like uh either masterminded this whole thing or was like part of masterminding the whole thing and this is the thing you hear that and that's like that sounds like a funny made up thing and then here's a photo of them like before Andrew WK was like they know each other like okay what the fuck is this then it, right. like is it he's not not involved in some respect. Well, that's the thing with Dave Grohl in general. I mean, like you know, he played he played Satan in the in the the Pick of Destiny, right? 
And yeah, then, yeah. And then and and then uh, did the album where uh, was it the death metal album or whatever? And then his then his bass player or drummer died. Yeah, people in his band seemed to die. Yeah. So, hmm. and just with- to get just to give you, I, I this is still ongoing. Like I'd said, and, and one site I discovered just before we went live, people can go to it. It's Steve Mike dot party, S T E E V Mike dot party, and it's again just all this extra shit. And it, like it's draw, there's a connection made early on about I just mentioned Andrew WK coming up in the uh, New York sort of scene, the music scene. And there's a direct connection between him and a guy named Vladislav Surkov, mm-hmm. who is like a, a Russian propagandist. And it's making the claim that they were traveling in the same circle. So now it's like as of like this year, now Russian propagandists are involved in the AWK expanded universe. And like, if you I haven't even gone through all the site, it's all like new shit. And then it's like, okay, who's involved? Is it Andrew WK himself doing it? Maybe, but that's almost another level to it, which is what I'm going to get to in a second. But just to let you know, like the thing kind of keeps expanding with weird connections to this guy. Mm. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, it's yeah. insane how far that rabbit hole just keeps going down. Yeah, well, and, um, and I'm sure he's not like he's not the only uh, musician entertainer that's got something like this. But this is, you know, I mean, because like you know, Chappelle's been supposedly replaced. Uh, Miley Cyrus might have been replaced. There's there's a whole, there's a whole lot of them. And, that happen. and now th- there's also one aspect of this that I think adds the most critical layer to why this is interesting. Because all of this up until this point, you can be thinking, okay, he's just maybe secretly like a normal guy behind the scenes and he's just very, very creative. But um, through my own research and through my own, you know, paying attention to his lyrics, it, it kind of, the, his latest album is called God is Partying. And on the surface, it might sound like, oh, this he's gotten into like a Christian rock sort of thing because he's all about positivity. He's all about light and whatnot. And that, but if you read the lyrics, it starts to sound more like a satanic album. I mean, Lucifer means light bringer, right? And he mm-hmm. does yeah. mention light a lot. So there's, uh, just to give you an example, there's a set of lyrics in one of those, his most recent singles called Everybody Sins, which is actually a really, really good song. It's one of his best songs he's ever made, which is why this is so frustrating. But here's some lyrics from the end of it. I'm just going to read them. He's the dark in the shadow. He's the meaning of it all. He's the sun in the rainbow. Liberation was the fall. Break the chain of the pattern. Take the painting off the wall. It's the new reign of Saturn. Liberation for us all. That's not very partying, is it? <laughs> um, it it's it's kind of strange stuff. He and, seems to interchange the word party for a lot of other... Like He means it party as in like group of people going towards this cause or whatever almost precisely and if one other aspect that leads into this is that um do you know what uh being a thelemite is uh thelemite it's that alistair crowley religion right he's basically that um i know he got heavily into martin buber yeah and, and he did a um a speaking engagement at south by southwest i think in 2013 where he was on a panel Basically admitting that, like, I, I'm going to get called out for this because I, I want to call it Satanism, but it's not. But it is sort of that do do what thy wilt will be the whole of the law, very esoteric, almost Kabbalistic. 
Um, and if you yeah, actually- Martin Buber was hugely into the same thing too. Yeah, like, and I believe he died in Israel. Yeah, like, and a lot of if you look at the imagery in his music videos, like you see Baphomet, you see the unicursal hexagram, you start seeing all this like sacred number stuff. The number ninety three is very very important to them. So, you know. If we take this all for what it is, like let's start to put some of the pieces together. There is some, at some level, there's a conspiracy going on here. Mm-hmm. There's some conspiracy, either it's a group of people that created Andrew WK, which all signs point to yes, but it seems inarguable that it's being used, his music, his image, and this thing called Andrew WK is being used as a way to smuggle in this sort of Luciferian ideology into the mainstream. That part seems inarguable to me. <laughs> and through his public speaking, and it's got a, a kind of a veneer of positivity and new ageism to it, but like he's admitted openly that, oh, this is the religion I follow, and it's sort of this like hedonistic Baphomet stuff. And then, but uh, um, Aether, you had mentioned, like, what is the party? We would think that the party is just having fun. No, to him, party is a, a ritual. Um, and th- there's one other thing that I discovered around 2021. And again, it's, it's very difficult to parse how involved he is in all of this. But there was uh, what was purported to be lost journals that were written by Andrew WK that fell into the hands of someone that owned by a former roommate of his. Hmm. And then it was all these notebooks from like the early 2000s. Yeah. But it was like in his writing and everything. And it was like him kind of explaining everything, what he wants to do. And I actually went through page by page of this thing. And I, I, I saved the parts I liked the most. I won't go through all of it, but he says, if this is Andrew WK, and it, it might very be, well be him leaking this information, but he talks about how this entire experiment called Andrew WK is a mega ritual. It is a, like a 30-year project that he's embarking on. Why not 33? Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe 93. But he says it in his books, he says it's going to take at least 30 years for this to come to fruition. But it's like he was setting out he's like a high school dropout, too. So um, he's like, this is what I want to do is engage in like a mass, almost a mass brainwashing ritual. And he's talking about how he's going to like infect people or smuggle in or launder these ideas through like pop music and rock, but like expose people to these ideas covertly. So, like, when you look at the Andrew WK thing, what is so fascinating to me is it's not just one conspiracy. It's 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 like a meta conspiracy. It's a conspiracy within a conspiracy. And if it, there's like a three or four different levels where if any of this is true, it's weird and fucked up. Because mm-hmm. like even if he's not created by a cabal of entertainment executives, that just means it's all from him. But that also means that he's trying to do this. He's trying to do this like weird Luciferian sort of thing on people. And but the I think what maybe fucked him up. And, you know, some people might disagree with that. There might be some people who like that sort of thing. That's fine. No judgment here. But, you know, it, it seems like an odd thing to do. I think what might have stood in his way is that he's not as popular as he used to be. <laughs> that um, this might have sound like a, a really grandiose, cool plan many years ago when he was on the upswing and everyone was talking about Andrew WK. But now... Even music journalists are like, oh, yeah, it's that fucking Steve Mike thing. I don't care. 
I don't, you know, he's not actually like the top of the pops right now. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff going on, it's like, yeah, it's, it's more of an eccentricity, but like, it's, it's still something that's going on. And if you read through the lyrics of his album, like it's, it, it almost sounds like a schizophrenic meltdown plastered in like po- cool musicianship. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if it's all him, it kind of gives me almost like uh, Jared Leto vibes. Like, I, my girlfriend's brought it to me several times. Like, hey, Jared Leto's like starting a cult, and no one's doing anything about it. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he actually would <laughs> take off to the desert, like, and like missed out on all the COVID. Came back and he's like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, dude, he's just allowed to start his own fucking gathering out there. Yeah, yeah. If we were to do that, I mean, you know, so I would have. I tried to gather. That's a great point because if you go into the Andrew WK fandom right now, you go on his subreddit, go into any of these groups, you'll find people that kind of do treat this as a cult. He's not the cult leader, but they're just into this like meta lore, this thing that yeah. like turns in and almost devours itself. Like where does it begin and where does it end? Like the, the the facts are like he still was effectively chased out of music, and this Steve Mike character does seem to exist like steve mike is a real legal entity and he mentions this like some people think oh it's a pseudonym but if you read his journals he talks about sm like it's a real guy that he knows so it's like he did say he used to call himself that too that's the thing like he'll switch between steve mike it's a guy he knows but it's also him but then you think like is what version of Andrew WK is this? If we do believe right. that there's multiple actors, which he has admitted to things like that. And then it, the, the grand plan, if you are to believe Andrew WK himself, he says, like he says, he wants to create this sort of mega ritual to create his own unreality. Like he wants to do effectively like a, some kind of weird spell that that's there's no such thing as truth it's this contradictory information so like i said it's like a uh, like a tesseract of conspiracies like there actually is no truth in this entire thing but there's the things that don't seem true you could actually say happened because steve mike doesn't seem like he's a real guy but he but he actually is that's Mm. weird it's like you know there is no conspiracy against him but then why was he chased out of music who like why would someone chase themselves out of the music industry and like make no money for like five years that's a that's either like that's either true or a schizophrenic level of commitment you know what i mean schizophrenic marketing yeah like like faking your (laughs) faking your own yeah it's on a level streams yeah, like well, almost like faking your own death, almost to an extent, but not you're not dead. Like you, you make yourself like unattainable, almost to make people want you more, right? Because he, they talked about too how it was like the height of torrenting, so like people were still torrenting that Japanese album or whatever. Sure, I mean it didn't it it didn't work for David Bowie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's still alive. <laughs> is is he still alive? Oh, absolutely. David yeah, Bowie? David Bowie. Uh, he just what did, what did he do? He, he put on a wig and then pretended to be his own tour manager. Oh, is he? I haven't heard this one. He didn't. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. He did an interview after he quote died, and it was literally just him in a wig. Really, I, like, I got to see this. So I, I would love some new David Bowie music. I don't. Even, I'm not even a huge fan of David Bowie. I just I'd like to hear some new stuff. Yeah, no, his. La- I don't remember what his last album was, but there was like a lot of like symbolism and stuff, like resurrection Black Star? stuff. Was it? Was it? Either or was that the song? Yeah. Oh, and would you? I, I don't know. I suppose you also subscribe to Tupac Shakur being alive. That's probably the most accepted one. Right? Um, or- 
I'm not sure if Tupac's alive or not. I don't really, <laughs> I honestly don't care. No I mean, to be fair, I, I really don't care. Um, like the rapper, like, uh, we watched, we did a thing with. He'd Mike, probably be pretty close to death if he was alive still, right? I mean, he was, it wasn't really like one of the, he wasn't really one of the partying types. Like he was like the good guy, right? Um, I don't know about all that. He was a drama <laughs> guy or something, right? He was an actor. That was his deal. Yeah. yeah like he would, yeah. he did drama shit before he ever like, quote unquote was a thug yeah that exactly. was the whole joke about tupac is that he was the thug life gangster guy but he was kind of like a drama kid like yeah, this he, did, he was an actor a, a like poet he, guy mm-hmm. he, yeah, he yeah. did poetry right, and acting that's, and stuff yeah so that's anyway i i didn't know the guy i don't know it, that's not one <laughs> no as far as like that well anyways we were doing uh we were doing research for a michael jackson episode and um we came across like you know this whole long documentary on all these black uh uh entertainers who've been replaced and like steve harvey came up and this guy came up and that guy of cedric the entertainer he's dead right is cedric the entertainer dead i forgot which yeah, one. yeah yeah okay so is bernie mac yeah he cedric and bernie both died right but they were like black people love that cloning shit and like the replacing people shit right that's what i'm saying They're real so, that many. so it was like almost to the point where like wow well, it's like whatever but you know, and, and what's funny is they don't, um, white people don't believe this as much, right? Like most black people think that Dave Chappelle is not Dave Chappelle, right? But if you talk to any white people about it, they're like, oh, come on, John, that's just silly. You really yeah, believe that? The, the problem with black people is that they'll, you kind of hold, want to hold like, on, hold on. You said the problem. Oh, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, let's, I thought we're going to keep a PG 13 here. That's we can okay. go it's off on this. It's paranormal. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm also like, they will believe literally every conspiracy theory. Like, you can go up mm-hmm. to a black person right now and make up a conspiracy theory. They're like, yeah, I know. They'll act like they've heard it before. So it's like, they'll probably believe that they're clones if you bring it up. Like, right. that, the person you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking hilarious. But, but also, I, do, I, don't, I mean, I don't know yeah. if they did that. It's a passive admission that they just, they're admitting that they look the same. Like, I didn't say it. You guys thought you're all clones. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. I'm going to test that. <laughs> I'm going to test that. We well, we have a, a semi conspiracy theory black guy at work, and he's fun. So, where's he yeah. now? What's the the flavor of? Because every I find like every race has got like a, a conspiracy theory that they like the most. Like I find like 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 black people are really like obsessed with like the queen and aristocracy and stuff like that. Mm. Um. What happened? Trying to get out of we talk. Oh, we were talking about we dude. Don't talk about some stupid arguments people have at work, right? Um, one was we had an argument over how many apple seeds it would take to actually kill a man with cyanide. That's that's a work argument. That's how you know you're bored. Uh, (laughs) Another one was another one was um, whether or not John Madden was actually nuts because he didn't want to fly. That that his rationale for not wanting to fly was actually irrational, and therefore he was nuts. So, anyways, so we that brought us into another argument, and somehow we got into. Um, oh shit! I lost my track of what I was going to say now. <laughs> what was? Oh my god! I, I, I'm still thinking about the apple <clears throat> seeds one because yeah. what was the number you came up? We with? didn't. We didn't come up with one, but we're just going to test because apparently it's like a twenty to thirty apple seeds ground up can kill a man, like the cyanide, right? And I'm like, well, I've been eating apples. Like one, there was a there was a thing on Facebook, like in like 2009, that I saw. And it's like you've been eating fruit the wrong way. And it, like, what happens sh- <laughs> if I eat the stem and core? Well, that's yeah. You're supposed to take the stem off and then eat the apple from the top to the bottom. Nah, I eat the whole thing. Yeah, all the way down top to the bottom, and you don't get that core. The walls of the core don't exist when you eat it, you know, vertically as opposed to around horizontally, right? 
something to do with the cell structure. Anyways, so you eat the you eat the seeds too, and they're like, well, you know, ground apple seeds are supposedly dangerous. I'm like, dude, I've been doing. I, I eat an apple every day at lunch. There's what eight to ten seeds in every apple. I guess well, I'm, the, I'm also thinking, like, if this were true, then there would be like old wives' tales and urban myths about apple poisoning. Like, we yeah. had that'd be in the zeitgeist a lot more. I think. Right, right. So we, we, you know, that was one of the big stupid arguments at work the other day was how many apple seeds would it take to kill somebody? I said, listen, I tell you what, I am going to to make sure that I masticate my seeds every time I eat an apple and to see what happens if I don't get like a sick stomach or something. Because that's what they're saying. They're like, no, you're clearly just swallowing the seeds, Johnny. You're not actually chewing them, so you're not getting the cyanide effect. So. But do they know what digestion is? Well, that's Doesn't the thing. Sound like it. It, yeah, but like you, when you, sw- I don't know. It's the point. I don't know. I, I, like we're trying to like unpack the logic here, but it's like it's it's not true. No one's gonna die from it. Like if you chew the seeds, it's not gonna like kill you more than if you swallow it. But I'm like the number I came up with was like ten thousand. That's just a number that came, maybe it's ten thousand apple seeds ground up. It would have to be a whole lot more than more than you could eat in just a couple of apples. I'm sure. It's not like, what's the other one? Like, what was the other old wives? Watermelon seeds. You don't need watermelon seeds to grow a watermelon in your stomach. I'm sick of these old wives. Yes. And they're tales. They're <laughs> these false tales. Caddy bras just making shit up. Like, that's one of those old wives' tales where I don't know why it would be invented. Mm-hmm. And what was that to prevent? Like, there's too many kids eating watermelon seeds. Who gives a shit? Let them do it. Right. We got old stop wives' tales. And, and you know what's funny? Speaking of watermelon it's, seeds, isn't it wise tale? Isn't it what? Like wise, like W I S E. No, old wives, like old wives. It is wives. Like, like I did not know that. Wife. Yes. Genuinely. <laughs> yes. That, no, that should be enough for you not to. I knew the joke, like my old wives' tale. You know, you know, like I knew the bit, but I didn't know that was what it was actually. <laughs> yes, called. it's old wives' tale. Yes, yes. <laughs> people, right. people been distrusting wives since time immemorial. I mean, have they been wrong? Ever. <laughs> are you wrong to not try? No, no, you're not. These are the same people that will punch you in the middle of the night because they had a dream about something you did. Is old wives tale the fr- like a proto that they dream? Excuse me. It's something they dreamed you did. <laughs> Maybe like an old wives tale is like a proto conspiracy. Like it's just some shit you heard. Well, it's what it is, is like, you know, Nana keeps telling all these tales or whatever. Right. And, you know, back, I don't know. Back in the day, people lived to like 900. Right. This is what you did before TV. You just lie to kids. I mean, they after TV, they still do. I still do it. I lie to my kids all the time. What are you talking about? I can't wait to be able to lie to kids. Like, oh, I got, gosh. like, maybe not my kids, but my grandkids, for sure, I'm going to lie to them. Oh, absolutely. Especially about, uh, I mean, like, about their about their parents. Absolutely. Yes. It, damn it. Are we pro-boomer now? No, we're not pro-boomer <laughs> at all. My mom's a boomer. Is your mom a boomer? Your parents boomer? No, I don't think so. She's the one, but like an older Gen X. I don't okay. know what. What is that then? Yeah, uh, kind of maybe, in the same boat. I think my mom's like maybe technically, but maybe not technically. I'm not really sure. Because my mom's not, but like my father-in-law is, and they're they're in like a between area. Because mm. I was complaining, but I thought I was safe to complain about boomers one day, and then he's like, "I'm a boomer." I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> 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 well, Whoops. well, I guess you should fucking kill yourself then, <laughs> right?" <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, no, my mom is like. Turbo Fox News Boomer. I I uh, Shane Gillis has a great bit about having a Fox News dad and how it's better than having a Fox News mom. <laughs> yeah, I can at see least. That. I mean, not saying it's much better, but like my stepdad's favorite uh, Fox person was Tucker, so <laughs> he was one of those guys. 
And now Tucker's gone. I've yet to ask him if he's lost his mind yet. He probably follows his podcast. Who's on Fox now that people give a shit about? Because it was Tucker, and then it was... um, Fuck, we're getting back into politics again. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be surprised if he gave up Fox over that. Sean Hannity was like the only... The the other big guy there. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Who's who's literally just... forehead. Yeah, just a fed, just a guy who's like running whatever the government tells him to say at this point. It's forefed. Forehead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, man. It's just I haven't watched regular news in so long. I, I think my mom. Same. I yeah, think she's no. graduated to Newsmax. And what's the other one? What is that? It's like Newsmax, and there's another one. It's like what? Well, no, actually, Newsmax was the one who interviewed that David Grush guy, the UFO guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. The the uh, the the whistleblower. What quickly? I know we probably covered this on the show, but I haven't heard it. What's your quick read on that guy and this whole UFO disclosure thing right now? Anybody who's ex CIA, ex FBI, it's all bullshit. I mean, there's no such thing as ex any of that stuff. Um, yeah, it's yeah. all just yeah. I mean, it's scam, uh, uh, bank man, fraud. Got all his charges thrown out. So UFOs. Yeah. I uh, I got like a bunch of huge interviews. Yeah. We had a take on our show um, that, you know, I want to hear what you think about it because there's a lot of people on our side. I I like UFO stuff. Maybe that's just because I I love UFO stuff. Don't get me wrong. I I love all the UFO stuff. It's fascinating. Like the fact that these things like, like the, uh, the Phoenix lights. I don't believe in aliens. I don't either, but like, obviously there's craft of some sort. Once they start talking about like, once they start talking about the unintradimensional angle to it, I perked up. I'm like, okay, yeah, here we go. Like, let's see, let's talk about this. But um, a lot of people on our side were saying, oh, this is Project Blue Beam. For people who don't know, the Project Blue Beam was this like declassified thing in the '90s, which was a a plan from I think the CIA to fake uh, extraterrestrial contact landing to you know usher everyone into like a one world government, something like that. Just sure. to tr- purposefully trick people with an alien thing. Uh, so people are saying, oh, this is just Project Blue Beam, especially people on our side who who like to ignore things. But the point I was making was, you know, let's say it is Project Blue Beam. The awareness of Project Blue Beam is part of Project Blue Beam. Like, it, it's unrealistic that they would do a psy- an exact PSYOP that people are aware of. So if there is a PSYOP, the PSYOP itself is banking on the pop culture being aware mm-hmm. of that. So, and I guess the angle I was taking was, and maybe this is kind of defeatist, but it's like an effective psyop you can never really stand outside of. Like if you're aware of it, you're, that awareness you have is also part of the psyop in almost like a weird meta way. Oh, sure. And what, yeah. what do you think about that? Uh, I agree with you 100%. I mean, if, if a retard like me can figure out what happened at Sandy Hook, I mean, that's part of the psyop, right? Yeah, it's it's like they kind of part of it could be they want to see who purposefully puts their head in the sand about this. mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like it is what they're saying, but I'm like, no, it's definitely not what they're saying. I mean, that's part again. The whole thing is part of the psyop. Um, And according to uh, we've had Wayne McCroy on the show is an is is an author, um, several very good books. Uh, He informed us that Bluebeam never actually existed. The project Bluebeam itself is in well, fact don't you know uh we just have to get our politics politics right and then the aliens are going to want us right <laughs> right exactly but well, that's uh, also like the, the stories they tell it's like the the they're really interested in our developments and they thought they think we're so smart i'm like 
it seems also like a human centric story, a story that a human would write. <laughs> Very, yeah. Mu- yeah, absolutely. Everything, like, why would something from somewhere else give a shit about? You know what I mean? It's the stuff that we've written. It's thank you, Gene Roddenberry. You know, thank you for all of the uh, or all the other science sci-fi uh, stuff. That's when did we talked about this in the in the, oh no, Ether, were you in that conversation about how long Star Trek? Uh, trekkies and uh the the uniforms at um cosplay have been a thing no but it's been a pretty long time like pretty much since like conception of the original series yeah and, like, the original don't get series me wrong, came out i fucking love star trek but that shit is like literal propaganda for nasa the, the uh the Especially show came the original out, series yes the original series came out november 66 and then at the uh they literally have an episode revolving around like the 60s moon fucking landing and like the, the rocket and like all that yes, shit yes and then in 67 there was a sci-fi convention, and at the it was less than six months after the show had started. There was an entire cadre of people dressed as as people from Star Trek. Like, but Johnny right? was new and exciting. Sure, from the very beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess like, but like, we talk about this at work actually today. Somebody mentioned um, tech. You know, like how uh, the government is tech is twenty years ahead of us now. Bullshit. If if there are craft that are, you know, some sort of Tesla technology reverse engineered or whatever, the black budget uh, skunk works stuff out at Lockheed Martin. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's far further than 20 years ahead. But I, you know, I, I always bring up whenever somebody says that, it's like, well, Gene Roddenberry and all of his Apple products in the original Star Trek series, you, I mean, he, you know, FaceTime was Star Trek. For sure. Yes. Yeah. FaceTime, uh, the Apple Watch, the Tricorder, and the, the iPhone. Um, the, the idea yeah. of texting and, all, texting, and in general yeah. pagers. Yeah, all one of stuff. the things we were talking about on the show was this interesting phenomenon that I'm, I'm kind of feeling my way through, but it's like the psyop to fandom to politics pipeline. Mm. So mm. these things like would start off as a government psyop, then a fandom forms about them. That right. would be the Star Trek area, and also UFO fandom generally. Because you know the UFO fandom is like this self-contained thing mm-hmm. that they have convention UFO conventions and everything. Yeah, about. they they almost perpetuate it themselves. Yeah, it's like and then that's work for them. And mm-hmm. then those people get into politics. The the kids of those people. That's the David Grush guy. It's like a the Fox Mulder effect, right? Where like the people raised in the culture of UFOs get into the bureaucracy. Like I'm going to find the UFOs now. And it's oh just yeah, this I mean, sort of like cyclical thing. Yeah, yeah. X Files is like literally one of my favorite shows ever. But like Chris Carter. Uh, the guy who uh, wrote it and like produced it, he, uh, well, I don't know if he produced it, but he directed it. Um, he had a friend in the CIA that he would regularly talk to. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's, because, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. Like a lot of that stuff is like, I, I love all the, the mundanity of, uh, of X-Files about yeah. how, like it actually, it seemed accurate about how fucking broke they seemed about everything and staying in shitty motels and stuff. Yeah, no, it was. I love the X Files. Great show. I do too. I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch. I'll oh, tell you what I did. I fucked up, and I went back and rewatched just what's called the Myth Arc episodes, mm. which is like the central alien plot, which is actually the worst right. part of the show. It, it's so yeah. fun. It's, it's but, but the good stuff is like the weird the side quests. Yeah, that <laughs> shit is dynamite. The main quest where it's like alien bounty hunters. And the idea like, of writing the show like that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. To, write, like, to it, write like to write like a side quest that just take place in different parts of the of the season. Yes, that's all yeah, tied together. Like yeah, every great. episode isn't following the main storyline, right? Like yeah. they and but like sometimes the little side things intertwine here and there. Like just uh, that was all fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there was there really 
isn't a show that's been like that. I don't think that really took it seriously. And they call the monster of the week episodes. Uh, like, what's what that a- stupid show they do? Um, it's like two guys that do paranormal shit, but it's like, I don't remember. There was like a, a Simon Pegg or some one of those, like a, a comedy British show. There was one like that. But there wasn't. I'll come back to it. Yeah, but the the, mon- the monster of the week ones. I remember there was one episode where it was just, hey, here's the Loch Ness monster. What are Mulder and Scully going to do about it? You know, like shit like that. They find a, a mummy or something. But like there's nothing. I don't know. Like the 90s was a better time for conspiracy theories. Now, like consp- we're in the zeitgeist where the conspiracy theories won. Now no one really trusts anything and we don't know what to do about that. And that's the whole interesting thing about the UFO disclosure. And I guess just to mention Andrew WK, that w- what interested me so much about that was that it was like an evolution of a conspiracy theory. It's like a conspiracy theory that multiplies the closer you look at it. And there actually is no bottom to it. And it kind of like, it's like being stuck in a hall of mirrors. Mm. And then you realize that that is the conspiracy. It actually, that, that entire being lost in there is part of like the yep. ritual as he sees it. And that's why I'm like that. That's, it's not a puzzle you can actually solve. And that's a very modern type of conspiracy. And I think that's something that everyone now experiences where, like, I don't know what the answer to anything is. I don't know. Like, everything seems so evolved. Like you said, like, you know, whatever we are aware of right now from the government, what they really have is like 15 years ahead. And this is just what they allow us to see. So I'm like, I can't even believe the truth. I can't even believe disclosure. Okay, if you yeah, can't believe disclosure is on purpose, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, what do you, what, so what do you timing. do? Well, think, look at the timing. Again, like, what's oh, going- the stupid show is Supernatural, by the way. Oh, su- okay. okay, Supernatural. They tried to do that sort of X-Files dynamic, but it was never worked. Oh, fuck, I remember that. That's like a girl show, too. Isn't it is. It? Like, oh, it is. Girl, I remember yeah, girls in high school watching mm-hmm. it and shit like that. I have, yeah. Yes, I have two never ex-girlfriends that love that it's show. one of these girl shows you hear about. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like well, that other vampire show or something. It's like Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> One of, them, wife, one of them a vampire show. One, my wife was watching this. She was bored and watching the vampire diaries. That's and, the one. <laughs> yeah. Supernatural shit's apparently easy, just easy to do. It's like murder uh, fucking serial killer shows. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and all women love that shit. It's a catnip for them. Yeah. It's also, it's also here's like not I to mean, get into a political thing. I but don't mind it, any of that shit, but. <laughs> here's something people can take into their like racial side of things. It's that vampire shows are the only acceptable media where people are permitted to like old white aristocracy. (laughs) Like if you look at vampires, like what are they? They're like a bunch of like, you know, aristocratic white people in like big mansions and they dress like that. You're not allowed to just like that stuff. So it has to be vampiric. Yeah. But then true bloods like hold my beer. Yeah. I don't even watch that. I know there's I never seen it either, but What's I that? know there's, there's yeah, non white vampires in it as well. I said then True Blood's like hold my beer. Oh, True Blood, yeah. I think I've Is watched that, like yeah. five minutes of that show. <laughs> I, I don't watch any I don't watch my... any new TV. If I watch anything, I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch television, it's gonna be like Aqua Teen. I watch a lot of Frasier. <laughs> Frasier? Yeah. Oh, God. I feel I feel bad for myself because everyone's just watching cool old stuff. I watch new stuff and it's bad. It's terrible. You and Skull, dude. Skull is like he swears it's No, you know, Skull's just investigating. <laughs> yeah, he's investigating looking for he's looking for uh, you know, for Mandela Mandela effects and some, you know, predictive programming. But uh honestly, you're just I, watching TV, bro. Stop. He makes yeah, me well, kind of want to watch the new Westworld. Yeah. No, don't see watch season 1 and then just 
drop it. Okay. I love the old movie. See, season one of Westworld actually could be it's like a self-contained thing. You, you can just it'll, it ends nicely and just say, yep, nothing else after that. I mean, that's how the movie is. The movie is just a thing. And it's just like they get out. It's over. Like, I think the last show I got very excited about was probably season three of Twin Peaks. And how long ago was that? That was like a fucking acid flashback, dude. A long time ago. Honestly, like I loved it. It was awesome. But the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I watched like five or six more times eventually. And yeah, Yeah, I got really deep into looking into electricity and and things like that. And the aging aspect of it. Yeah, once you kind of get like David Lynch is a a fucking genius. Well, he's yes, but he's also a conspiracy (laughs) guy. Like if you know the stuff that we do and you see like like a lot of the esoteric stuff in the Black Lodge, if you really look into it, like, oh, this is based off of something only freaks like us would know. Mm. That that makes me happy. And then but to a regular person, it's just kind of a weird show. See, the the thing with him, too, is a lot of people like like Andrew WK to tie back to him in a way was was really interim or whatever but I feel like a lot of people see him as and then it's like he just wants to show you like horror for horror's sake or freaks for freaks sake right but it's like I feel like he's actually a very positive guy like it's especially in his personal life like he's really into like meditation and stuff and I feel like a lot of what he's doing is just having people experience different realities maybe through dreams or different mediums or whatever but he particularly likes dreams yeah, um, consider this. Like, if anyone else made Twin Peaks, it can only be made by David Lynch because he has a, a genuine love and appreciation and fondness of America and Americana. Like, he For sure. loves small town life. And if anyone else made Twin Peaks, they would do it where the town is secretly racist, yep. everyone's inbred. Mm. Like, the darkness in that town is that the people themselves are bad. But he tells a story where these these are good people. You like these people. It's not critical of them. And, like, all of his movies, like, he just loves, you know, that stuff. It's so, I don't want to call it quaint, but it is genuine. And it, and he will tell a horror story from that vantage point. What's lurking supernaturally around there. But it's like the, the Jordan Peele would do the opposite where, no, the town is the evil part, you know? Right. Yeah, like, like he sees things happening in Twin Peaks as in, like, things are being inflicted on the town. Yeah. They're not, like, things the town is causing. Whereas that's you, you like these characters. Yeah. You yeah. like seeing what happens to them and they're, they're genuine people. And th- there's a, like a genuine, like a, like, I don't know who's got such a singular voice anymore. Like, I don't think there is a new, another David Lynch. I don't know who the new crop of interesting directors is, but like, mm. like I'm, I'm, I'm I don't, yeah, I don't think there, dude, I've, I saw a thing where it was like 20 up and coming new directors or a hot director, something like that. It was something terrible. And every single one was black, gay, black and gay, black, trans, gay, and trans and black and brown. Like, it was just like one after the, you're never going to get another David Lynch. You're never going to get well, any, even, even not. aside from, uh, he did have, uh, what's his name? Uh, David Duchovny played a tranny in Twin Peaks. I apologize for the cry. <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's the thing. Like originally that was almost treated like a joke. And then in season three, they had to make it serious and real. Like, mm-hmm. no, we, we stand by, trans david duchovny because <laughs> the whole joke was hey it's david duchovny dressed as a woman get a load of that right now it's stunning and brave okay i get it they, but, he um, did kind of do the bit he, he did i mean you know you can't not not do the bit completely you know what i mean and still it, it, be on and still be allowed it. and still be allowed to do your thing 
I can't blame someone like David Lynch for not having hate in his heart because to go against that thing in our pop culture, you need to be like someone like me that's really angry. Mm. But I'd rather him not be a bitter, angry guy. And sure. that's going to mean he's he's going to ride certain waves that I don't like. Whatever, he's old. I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. um, it's different than it's it's different than uh, him doing that is a lot different than uh, Jim Caviezel's. Uh, you know, movie that just came out. Yeah, I yeah, just what, think uh, it's not his hill to die on, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, like in terms of directors, I'm sorry for we're leading too far off the beaten path of paranormal stuff here. But like the ones I think of directors that are interesting aren't as compelling as David Lynch. Like ones with a unique voice. Some people are probably going to shoot me with guns for saying this, but like a Wes Anderson. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of his later stuff. I'm like, okay, there's a guy who stylistically he's got a thing going. Okay. There's like uh Ari Aster who did, you know, Bo's Afraid at Hereditary. I'm like, okay, I don't know if he's like stylistically, you know, he doesn't stand out, but I'm like, okay, may- maybe one day. But no one's as like no one's like slapping their style on the table and saying, look, you've never seen anything like this before. You know, like I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of who that would be, right? Aside from Wes Anderson, but that even that feels gimmicky. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you're never going to get another another Lynch. You're not getting another Kubrick. You're not getting... You know, nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was going to jump in a second again, but the baby was crying. Um, yeah, say actually Wes Anderson does a lot of callback to like really old style films because he uses miniatures and like all of this stuff. Mm. I was also going to ask you if you're going to see uh, Asteroid World. I, I did. I did not like it. Um, mm. We actually, we review that on the episode that's going to be coming out uh, tomorrow, actually. Uh, me and my co-host saw it because we. I do a lot of movie reviews on the show. I'm trying to do less because I only want to reserve them to good, either stuff I really love or stuff I don't like, but for a good reason. And I could go on a whole rant about Wes Anderson, but I, I will say I did not like Asteroid City. Asteroid City, um, that's what it was. Yeah. I said I, world before. I didn't. I didn't like French Dispatch either. I, I actually hated French Dispatch, and I, I was all set to like it. And I just think, uh, short story, long story short, I think something happened with Fantastic Mr. Fox that broke his mind, and he's been getting a lot uh, kookier and more cartoonish and more over the top since then. He doesn't really make real stories anymore. It's almost like uh, a meta commentary on himself. And I, I don't appreciate that. Anyway, yeah, I it, makes, it makes you think like, is it either this is just something that happens to these people when they get to a certain point, or is it like the fans are now basically writing the movies? Like you said, it becomes like a caricature of like him. Like it, it didn't always need to be or like look, the look critics up. and the people who like watch his movies are kind of essentially with words writing his next movie because he wants to write things they're going to want to see on purpose and they become like predictable almost. Yeah. Well, and also he got into this thing where it's like, look, look at all the big stars in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like, does this matter? Like does the Royal Tenenbaums worked because everyone fit their character. Not because perfectly. of the stars. Right. Yeah. But this one's like, Oh, and here's Tom Hanks. I'm like, Tom Hanks didn't actually need to be in this one. And he could have been played by anyone. Yeah. Could- I could definitely, I fucking hate Tom Hanks and I fucking hate Bill Murray. And he's like fans of both of them. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Say that last part again. You hate. Not, I don't. Yeah. Can't stand Bill Murray. What? I, I don't hate Bill Murray. I, f- I guess it's less of a fucking hate. He more annoys me. 
I, I'm just kind of done with Bill Murray. Like I get his, I get why he shows up and does Bill Murray things. But I think, I think I've seen the best of Bill Murray. And I, I if he, if I saw no more Bill Murray again, I'd be okay with it. Cause now he's just showing up and just, it's, I don't know. It, it, he stands out. I don't really see him acting that much anymore. That makes I don't mind sense. Groundhog Day. And I don't mind, uh, what's the freaking Hunter S. Thompson movie he did? I can't remember. Which called. one? If you're in you in Las about? Vegas? The nineties one. one. Oh, it's oh, Bill Murray. Um, uh, where the Buffalo Roam? Yes, yes. Where the Buffalo? Roam. That was good yeah. though. Yeah, I like I like that, and I liked uh, Groundhog Day. But other than that, I just eh. he, he just he, he became, and then Bill he just Murray. out of nowhere became like because that stupid Zombieland movie became like this huge thing, like fucking Bill Murray, like this huge deal for no reason. And also nowhere, showing like, up in coffee and cigarettes as himself, like oh shit, Bill yeah. Murray. Like he he became too much of himself. If that makes any sense. I think it was because that movie, because that was like in that movie, they're like, it's fucking Bill Murray because he just shows up. And, and then there became this rumor about Bill Murray. Like he might just show up at your house party. He's, he's a guy who just does weird things. I'm like <laughs> a wild sound, and kooky guy. That just sounds sad. It just sounds like an old man wandering the New York streets at night <laughs> showing up with young people. I'm like, you should have Hello, kids. kids. You should have grandkids. Like you shouldn't, you should be on a porch somewhere. It shouldn't be like, making cocktails for 17 year olds I don't right. Get this. right didn't bill cosby get arrested for that yeah <laughs> i mean that was the thing about bill cosby it's like bill you're bill cosby like you're america's dad all these women want to have sex with you you don't need pills what's wrong with you i, I like the idea that you know he's he's the, one of the first I, let's say this bill cosby, That's another one black people did were not ready to take bill cosby was a pioneer of rape he was the guy who just did it for the love of the game. He didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming from, no, you're definitely, you're, okay, I can see why you got kicked out of that chat for defending rape now. <laughs> was it me? I don't think, oh, wait. The other day, you were talking about, I don't know how I ended oh. up here, but somehow I got. I was defending rape. I At the end of the day, where I was like, that is not, you don't want to, that's not where you want to be when Jesus comes back. I, what what like, it was, it was. Uh, <laughs> no, and I get lot. it, because those women think like, you know, if you give them, a, you know, you, you say hi and you boink your eyebrows at them, that's rape. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it was, it was I was kind of going off of that. I'm not, a, I don't like this guy, but like the Bronze Age pervert, you know, vitalism, anti-longhouse sort of thing. And I'm <laughs> sure. like, well, you know masculinity is sexual aggressiveness you know you can go down that path and I, there was this a uh, friend of ours named theron his line was you know i think there is uh, a middle ground between fe- the matriarchy and rapists were right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, playing I mean, the, the, the sensible you know, though doesn't he bang dudes B- bap yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, is it's that like, real? I don't well, it's the cycle. No, it, it's cycle. It's the cycle. It's like BAP posts a tweet. I like I follow BAP. BAP posts some homo shit. I unfollow BAP. Like, that's just how it goes. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't want to go too much on him. I don't I either. Could, I, I, I could go off for it. Well, we did a video on, on him once, but I, but but I essentially agree with that. And, um, you know, the, the idea of the longhouse is basically just the matriarchy. But, mm. you know, I it's one of those thought experiments where I'm like, I'm going to go down this extreme. Is this extreme more true than the parallel extreme? Yes. And it sounds crazy, but there's some, like, let's just say this extreme. And anyway, I'm not want to bore people with, with those. You got to hear because of Bill Cosby. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't want people to come away from this thinking I'm like a pro rape guy. Don't no, <laughs> no, but that was funny, but that was funny. Okay. And jokes are, I don't care what anybody says, dude, jokes are funny. People need to lighten up. 
Bill Cut, like you don't need to like the game to appreciate a, a man operating at the top of his game. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Where Bill was at the top of his game, OJ was not. So. Like, everyone does that about Genghis Khan. It's like, you know. Dude. Like, they death have... of one is a tragedy. Death of a million is a statistic. One person raped, it's a tragedy. This guy raped a million people. You say, damn. Yeah, and, and, they, and they have, like, worldwide museum exhibit tours of this, the, the most famous rapist ever, right? Yeah, don't don't talk to me until you've been to the rape museum. Right. Actually, don't talk to me. Until you've seen Genghis Khan. I guess Genghis Khan uh, raped China into existence. <laughs> That's the well. Yeah, we, you know we don't believe that. Allegedly, but yeah. But so, somewhere out there, like I know my guys, uh, the listeners of our show, they could probably got like a dimes bingo card right now. They just checked off elongated rape discussion. <laughs> like, there's always isn't that get a free one on though? The paranormies. Isn't that a free one though for you? It's a free one. Well, t- you know it's free. Oh, there's so many jokes we can do. I know, I know, I know, and and to think and and to think I haven't made one Radiohead joke this whole time. Oh, that's what what, what what joke are you going to make? There's no joke to make. There. I mean, the, oh. the, the world's greatest band, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right, we're going to leave that one alone. Uh. <laughs> I think it's we've like had Tom, enough. It's like Thomas Seven Seven and the Beatles. Like he's just got such a hatred for the Beatles. Right. I don't hate Radiohead. I just don't. I, they're one of the band. Okay. They they fall into the category of. Um, unfortunately, they have way too many letters to be in the category. But they if they should have four letters in their name because um, only four only four letter name bands can be that pretentious. Well, let me tell you this. Show me. Your locked soul, and give me an hour, and I will pick that lock with the key of Radiohead. I, I, I dude, I've listened to all of their stuff. I own most of it. I know. I, I, just, I, I got a mix. No joke. I've got like a Google Doc with the mixtape that I show people. And <laughs> if you give, I'm, I can take you on a journey. Where at mm-hmm. the end of that journey, you're like, Dimes, you saved me. All right. All right. <laughs> I, had, I, had I like I like it. I like how I haven't like recommended any Andrew WK songs either. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, we're like yeah, not even for like a like a break song. We're actually way past break, which is fine. Do you guys care? Do you need to? Does anybody need to take a break, or do you guys want to take a break? Or I was going to ask. I'm like, are we still in the first hour? No, we are way into the second hour. Okay. You guys want to take a quickie and then? I mean, uh, how, how much time were we talking? Uh, do you got Do you got to take off, Aether? Well, that's gonna say if it's not much longer, then I'll just. Uh, we're about uh, now. We're at about one, an hour and forty-five. So. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. If if you want it, I can I can make it without peeing until <laughs> I, I said peeing. I should say pissing because I'm a guy. It's all right. I can you make piss. it. I can make it to hour two without pissing. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah, we'll just we'll just do this without a break, and then people get to listen to our dulcet tones without uh, having to listen to Andrew WK. I, if people want to go, and I'm just going to take a little detour here. Mm-hmm. If people want to find, um, listen to the song "Everybody Sins" um, mm-hmm. and and look look at the song "Babylon." If you look at "Babylon," the music video, there's a lot of really trippy imagery in that, mm-hmm. but it's also a really really good song. So here's um, a, here's a question about this Andrew WK thing. Um, what's the point? Like, what would be the point of creating a fake? artist to do all this stuff who has like some sort of a strange uh split personality changes his entire um all of his you know all uh, like halfway through his career just like changes it all up right i, I mean fi- oh no sorry, go ahead 
I was going to say there's two layers to this, and it's kind of what I was talking about before, that I, I genuinely think that this, you know, fractal of a conspiracy, because that is what it is, like like a house of mirrors of conspiracies, which is why I find it so engaging. I do think it is what he said it was, which is this sort of a new type of strange ritual, um, it, it, like it, a ritual in the sense that is certain phrases repeated. It has he's trying to like jailbreak certain ideas into people's minds, either him or the cabal that runs him or the whatever group is involved in this. I think it is genuinely trying to feed something into the popular culture that introduces these thelemic ideas about you know do what they will almost like a luciferian hedonism you know with a shellac of of positivity i i do think that is what it is um it's whether or not that is being forwarded by this one insane man or if it's a group of people i actually i think everything is true and not true and that's also like the thing itself is I keep using the word cognito hazard. It's like it's this thing that magnetizes you. Once you're aware of it, it draws you in and it makes you question like what it is. You're just trapped in it now. It's almost like this. It's like a, a new type of meme, a new type of 21st century meme, like a conspiracy within a conspiracy. But I think the goal is to introduce these like esoteric ideas to people. Okay. Uh, and Aether, I think I cut you off there. Sorry. No, I was just going to say almost like the same thing, pretty much. Just I think whether he is like a person or just like it's an entity doing the thing. I think, though, this is something that is pretty much standard in the music industry. And maybe, the you know, the masks, so to speak, slipped on him. Right. Like, like it, his his particular situation became more obvious to people, whereas other people who probably experience the same thing aren't like caught you know in that in that way or and or this is you know part of the marketing ploy yeah and the, also the conspiracy like, is the conspiracy right like, it, it, precisely and if you think of like conspiracy theories as a lot of people know them that's a very 20th century idea like there's a conspiracy there's a mystery and you uncover the mystery and there's a bad guy and you reveal the truth the evolved conspiracy that we were just talking about this episode is the more layers you peel back, the more Europe, like the, the idea of you uncovering the conspiracy is part of the conspiracy. It's increasingly difficult to stand outside of the psyop mm-hmm. is the idea. Like it keeps evol- the complexity of the conspiracies keep evolving into these other types of meta narratives. And there's more mirrors in the house of mirrors. So I think that's what I found so fascinating about this. It, it's like, there is no answers, just this sort of um, like a like a homeostasis, like a whirlpool of ideas that's just always drawing things in. And once you're in it, you can never really escape it. And that's a very 21st century sort of thing. Um, it's not it's not a comfortable thing. It's it's not something it's something that's still kind of changing. And it's only you know weirdos like us who give a shit about it. <laughs> hmm. I know that that might not be like a thrilling answer for people, but that is why I, I brought it to the pros. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we do, we, we do what we can to expose the fake and the gay around here as much as possible. Uh, it seems that like the, um, yeah, he was, he was one of those, again, in the early aughts, there was a lot of esoteric stuff being put out in, in a lot of different spheres, right? Music wise, um, conspiracy stuff was starting to kick off really big in the early aughts. Uh, it was more of the wild west internet for sure Mm -hmm. and uh oh how how this just rolls into another topic really quickly uh 
and a lot of stuff happened like YouTube, right? YouTube was the big place where you could set all the conspiracy stuff until you couldn't anymore. Right. And then they started. Oh, yeah. Right. And then. And, um, and, and we talked about that. We talked about how, at least in my experience, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just an internet dork and have been for a long time um, back in high school and stuff like that. And um, it was very clear to me that the, the new technology and the new internet spaces always seem to be dominated by fringe ideas first, first and foremost. And even places like like library and Odyssey, like whenever there's a new platform, the first people across the finish line tend to be the conspiracy people. Like the first video you're going to get is going to be a moon landing video. It's going to be a flat earth video. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those, those things. That and like video game reviews. People just churn those out. It's those two things that are every new platform. And... That's sort of that they, they keep that until it reaches critical mass because you get the conspiracy guys, and then you get the fringe political people of every mm-hmm. stripe, left and right. You get the Nazis, you get the communists, and then they build up a critical mass, and eventually they're excommunicated. And that is the story of YouTube. Everyone talks about like the Wild West days. It's like, yeah, they the, the types of people making the most content tend to be people on our side of the thing until they can afford to just tell us to fuck off. Then we got to like find a new home. Hmm. Yeah. And they do. And then something comes up, it'll be a bit shoot or whatever that is. And they migrate over there and then they might, you know, and then they get banned off of there or that gets shut down. Bit shoot is bit shoots kind of clunky, but it is the place where you can get the weird conspiracy stuff still. Yeah. Bit shoot kind of became the hub for that. I was on library very very early on and i mm. liked library and they just lost their sec case so there there won't be a library in the future which means there might not be an odyssey i'm not sure yeah i don't know there's a lot of speculation that. but that, that's the only technology i was excited about now i really like odyssey it's like odyssey is really cool because we can re-upload everything all of our videos all of our live streams go up on our odyssey channel and we don't have to worry about you know it's just like it's like point- their, their live streaming's gotten pretty good has it um oh, cool I, I we did our first live stream not long ago, um, and it was lagging until we messed with the bit rate and we fixed it. I think a lot of people don't know how to mess with the little technical stuff, but um, YouTube usually solves all that for you. But you got if you have a little bit of technical acumen, you can make Odyssey work a bit better. We stream um, through. Uh, I just cast OBS through Pilled and Odyssey and D Live all at the same time through Restream. Yeah, that's something I'm like. I use OBS. Mm. Um, and, but we're banned on, well, we were, we got a community strike on YouTube, so we couldn't use YouTube that week, but we're probably going to, we lose our channel very often. We oh, would have banned. way, way more subs, you know? Yeah, we're banned. Uh, we're, yeah, there's the fake paranormies on, on YouTube now. Um, we may, we may try putting up another one, but, uh, I mean, you're big enough though. I mean, that's the thing you've got enough, you know, I, I work in marketing, so, you know, people could throw their fucking pistols at me but you know you have a, a good brand awareness out there you know i think you, you just crossed like was it twenty thousand subs you were saying 25 on twenty five thousand on telegram and that's not you know that's not bad for telegram i mean like the the really big channels like ghost ezra was like turned into a big conspiracy channel it's private now but uh they had over like a hundred thousand but that's you know whatever twenty five thousand for being a fringy conspiracy podcast that actually names the jew and uh not a small amount of numbers it's not a small amount of numbers no we were doing before we got booted off a zencast we were doing seventy thousand downloads a week 
Yes, yeah, we're on Zencast right now, and we're probably counting the days. And th- this is the frustrating thing that you know, eventually, like every time you get chased off of a platform, you lose like twenty to thirty percent of your followers. It's just like it just is a thing that happens. And the more you're chased off of platforms, you know, the less people you bring with you, and you got to restart all over again. And that's something I keep returning to, like. That, that's why I like Odyssey so much because I'm like, okay, here's a thing that's never going to kick us off. It uses blockchain technology. It's not hosted on servers. Like this is a new type of system that's right. safer. We can set up a, a base camp here, and we'll never need to worry about this shit again. And here we are. So I, I don't know. I guess it's BitChute, but I, I'm not crazy about BitChute either. I think they're like based in Israel or something like that. I don't know. I, yeah, that makes me feel happy and safe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But no, I, I like Odyssey. Now. Yeah, and, and this thing with library. No, but again, the SEC, all that stuff is it's just it's just theater. I mean, it's not like I mean, it holds. The, we could do a whole show on the conspiracy behind crypto. Um, I mean, how long have the the preppers and the patriot people been like? Don't you let them digitize your money? Now all them motherfuckers like y'all need to get some XRP. Yeah, another aspect of crypto wow. that I found very amusing was that um, it attracts the same type of people mm. who hate pumping and dumping stocks, who hate boom bust cycles. And the ver- the first thing these people did across the door was like, let's pump up this Bitcoin and sell high and, and just <laughs> engage in every market manipulation tactic they can. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, because well, they're advertising to boomers. Yeah, and... Uh, I don't know if people are as excited about crypto as they used to be. I think a lot of the people who are very what, bullish on crypto, they see the writing on the wall that okay, something's happening here. Mm. It's it's too mainstream. You know, they're gonna nationalize something. I don't know. It just doesn't seem as exciting as it used to be. Maybe that's just my the word on the street. I don't know. Mm. The fact that they ask you about it on your taxes leads me to believe that something's coming with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this is why, you know, people like us, like, I, I lick my finger, I put it to the wind, I'm like, something's I mean, happening. You don't have here. to talk about your crypto. But like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, something's happening. And I know I don't mm. like what's happening. Mm. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I get a feeling that yep. something bad's going to happen. And I've talked to enough money minded people, financial experts who are saying, like, yeah, no, this is a, you know, it's it's not what it used to be. Get out now. It's it's going to be bad. I don't know, but I, people I, I trust. I in a cryptic dream. Yeah, why the fuck not? I got good dreams. I got a good ass mind. <laughs> Dude, David Lynch said that, and then made a film. Right. Yeah. Don't don't doubt dreams. Hey, everyone at home, don't doubt the power of just making it up. <laughs> I mean, that happens all the time. That's what we do around here. We just make it up. No, we don't just make it up. We do a lot of research around here. Hey, we believe in phenomenology. I think if you actually just put it out there, mm-hmm. it becomes a seed, a reality seed. Mm-hmm. It's it's not unreal once you say it. And hey, I, I gave birth to it. There it is. You're welcome. My, my Hey, my lies on average are better than the average truth you're going to find. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I've, I've actually read some of the, some of your bullshit. And uh, <laughs> I find myself astounded many times. Um, yeah, I, I've uh, I've uh, consumed your horse shit. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we're all dude. This is what we do, dude. This is great. Like, yeah. No. This well, now is, that you've read it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? And now that you've read it, it is. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but like making stuff. Like, yeah, source. I made it up. 
Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. That's something that be, and people can't do that. You know. Well, I think, and like we were just saying now, like ev- no one believes in ev- anything. Everyone believes in everything. Everyone just kind of goes off their instincts. Like what is truth? Not to get too you know mm. metaphysical about it, but so is this know. like a long way of saying we're all going to start our own World Weekly News? Yeah, why not? That was good. <laughs> Bat boy, dude. Let's bring that back, dude. Yeah, that was great. I mean, that's probably <laughs> one of the most famous photographs in history is Bat Boy. And everybody knows World Weekly News. Everybody does. Uh, Dude, I when I was wait. a kid, like, I didn't know what Photoshop was. Mm-hmm. And I would see that, like, because it's been around forever. I've seen that as sure. a kid. I'm like, they can't fake that. Like, that's, it's a photo. Like, what the fuck? Like, right. obviously. He got me pregnant and he gave me triplets. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, obviously the story's fake, but there is a bat boy. There is a Bigfoot, you know? Right, right. <laughs> well, those are, yeah, the, the, those are the same guys to grow up to say, well, of course the moon footage is fake. They went to the moon in the, in the secret black budget way. Yeah, it's like, they, they, of course they went to the moon, but they just didn't film it. You know, there's, mm. I don't know, like, I, like back to that, like there's, I don't go too much into the moon stuff because there's like, like a hundred, a century's worth of shit about the moon. Right. You know, but like I said, my father-in-law, he believes like we watched, I sat down and watched like a bunch of Netflix or it was like Amazon prime documentaries on the moon. And it was like, look there, there, it looks like there's a medieval castle on the moon. What could that be? But he's like, well, there, there it is. I'm like, okay, sh- sure, there's like knights and horses on the moon, but like <laughs> pull on that thread a bit more, you know? Well, yeah, if, if they're showing the documentary, I mean, if the, if the conspiracy documentary is on Netflix or on Amazon Prime, you, you can bet your ass it's going to be, you know, it's going to be well done, well produced and also totally true. Well, also, I learned that anyone can get a movie on Amazon prime. I didn't know this. Like you, 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 we could make a documentary tomorrow and make the application process. Isn't even that hard. Really? Amazon's yeah. Well, the bar. Yeah. I've seen what's on Amazon. The bar is pretty low. Yeah, it's like, it's not yeah. Netflix. It's hard to get on Netflix, hard to get on, you know, all these other places, but we might have prime. to, yeah, there might have to be like some gay shit or some black shit or some gay black shit to get on Netflix. Like, you know, but also we could make, a gay black documentary. You know, what, right. what's going on with the gay blacks? We could. I mean, and I'll bet you money. I'll, Tariq Nasheed would be all over that. <laughs> he would. Here's the great thing about black people is that they just, I don't know what it is about them. Like, if you look at the stats, like there's more black trannies than any other type of race. But if you ask the average black person, there's no gay black people or they just ignore it. Right. So it's like Tariq Nasheed, like this guy is screaming at you that he's gay, gay mm-hmm. for white men. And right. they're just like, right. like that there's blinders. On. I don't know what it is. Cause if that was a white guy, white people would be calling him out. I've never seen black people call out Tariq Nasheed just for being uh, uh, just a gay guy. Well, it's called the, man. it's called the down low for a reason. But also, he's just screaming it. He's like, "I'm gonna." All I talk about is being fucked by white guys, right? But he, but he's doing it. But he's that's his cover. Listen, he's like he's do- and Rand of the black people. Yeah, he's doing the uh, what was his name? Uh, Common filth. Remember Common filth? Yeah, yeah. He used to like. He used to be like, "Look at this degenerate." What he did? He started white girls fuck dogs meme, right? And oh yeah, yeah, because he started looking at like all the nasty, and it's actually Jewish chicks, but whatever. Um, and, yeah, I never liked. I don't even like people 
who like traffic in that right now. Like I get it's it's like a meme that it's kind of like a funny thing, but I'm like I don't I don't want to just I don't like validating that. Yeah, either. I don't I don't either. But the, what I'm saying is like it's like he's like he's do he's doing the whole like we're common filth is like look at this degeneracy. And but he's actually you know, but Tariq is actually like y'all look at this. You know? <laughs> just a, a little side thing there. There's this guy I saw on. Um, you see these guys all the time where they're like hard hardcore white nationalists, and so but they are, they obsess so much about like the BBC Mandingo interracial stuff that they end up with like a five gigabyte folder of like black interracial porn or something right right like they're all they're explaining to you like white man you gotta take your women back you don't want these like huge virile beasts you hear them talk about it and they're talking about it almost as if they're into the fetish themselves they stare too hard Uh, again it's well to bring it current it's the 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 maga crew talking about hunter's dick yeah yeah exactly you know there's it's a psyop like, you know, in and of itself right there, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. Here's the I think it's a good rule if if as as conspiracy minded people, let's draw a hard line about talking about penises every day. Right. That should be a good line. If you mm. find yourself talking about penises <laughs> a lot, you gotta <clears throat> walk away from the computer for a while. Mm-hmm. It yes, it is it it's time to it's time to log off. You know, it's the <laughs> if you if you again if you're talking about like you know white women fuck dogs any of that shit it's like you know what like you can't bring that up in a normal conversation that's a weird thing to know a lot about mm-hmm. it a lot really of any, is. like I, I i could work flat earth into any conversation i can't work in all this penis data mm-hmm. there's no home for that <laughs> no uh not without coming off. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about how I can. I'm like, no. I mean, jokingly, like you can bring it up once or twice. But once you start bringing it up a, a lot, people, you start becoming suspect. You know, most normal people will pick up on the fact that you're talking about penis a lot. <laughs> most people, believe it or not, Ricochet's whole career. Consider this. Most people don't talk about penis at all. <laughs> I work in construction. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, we we talk about penis. So. All right. Well, in my daily life, it doesn't come up. Yeah. Well, that's just because like you work. I know you're in America, so you got like weird measurements there. So you like measure things in penises. We, yeah. Right. It's penises and uh, bald eagles. Yes. Y'all niggas that go through any length not to use the metric system. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> have you seen how they've been measuring asteroids, meteorites, or whatever the hell they're calling them nowadays? No, I d- I'm not sure if this is a penis related. Is this a real thing, though? It, well, there's this one guy at the, I think it's at the Jerusalem Post, and it's he's the guy who's like, an asteroid the size of 14 Cadillacs is about to pass by the United, pass by Earth. An asteroid the size of, one was like emus, like 58 emus. The other one was uh, 22 orcas. Like, he, it's weird system of measurement. An, a, an asteroid the size of 4 million pennies. Right. <laughs> So you, you can't keep measuring things in cash. Well, what about actually speaking of that? Um, NASA is supposed to land on a what's the number after trillion? But I it, could, I've never thought about that. Whatever I know it is, Google's like a big one. Whatever it is, it's ten of them. So it's ten, and then it's trillion, billion, million, thousand, hundred, right? So it's ten, dollar. 
uh, asteroid or, or whatever, whatever the fuck it is, is flying around in, in the place that's not real. That's one of those things when people are like, oh, wow, NASA's going to land on this asteroid and it's going to take all this stuff and bring. That's exactly like they did in that one movie. And then they had to blow up the moon or something. Right. And Bruce Willis cried. Oh, they are yeah. Armageddon. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I was trying a bunch. Of, it's also it's like, yeah, it's worth 50 trillion dollars. I'm like, yeah, but in resources is what they always say. Yeah, but it's like cotton. Like technically, it's like worth yeah, it's worth a lot of money, but we don't actually need that much cotton, <laughs> right? <laughs> Water, <laughs> just a cotton asteroid. Cotton man, could you imagine how many? How how, how would you pick it? Exactly. Well, it, that was trying to get black people interested in space travel. <laughs> cotton. This, that's a story no one tells you about slavery. It's like they were just really into cotton, man. And that's one of the things I like to remind people when they bring up slavery is that every time I, I have to take some, you know, like I had to take my son to the cotton hospital when he broke his arm. And when I, when I walk into one of those cotton skyscrapers and drive down a cotton, <laughs> cotton highway reminds me of all the slaves. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> what a whimsical America that would be. Right. And, and comfy, soft, you know, I, I, I like introducing, you know, just made up facts about slavery just to trip people up. You know, like my favorite one is just like, it wasn't slavery. It's just they did such a bad job. They weren't paid for it. Or like, you know, it was just cotton. It's like we actually didn't need cotton. It was, we were giving them something to do. And, you know, and this is what we get for it. Right. When I first moved to Tennessee, I saw a bumper sticker on a beat up old little Datsun a Nissan pickup truck, a little old Nissan. And the rear window, it had a little Confederate flag and said, if I knew it was going to be like this, I'd have picked my own damn cotton. <laughs> well, literally. like, And um, I know, there's a bunch of like, uh, you know, really knowledgeable America guys who in American history who could probably go on for an hour about the cotton trade and how like by the time slavery was on its way out. They weren't even really making money off of slaves. Like there was just this like strange free floating human capital, but it's like, they didn't, they didn't even need the fucking cotton. It was just a strange economic circumstance, you know, <laughs> but it's like, but that, that hits at the, that the core of the, you know, foundation myth, which is like, these people were essential. It's like, if you rob them of that, it's like, actually you weren't that essential. Right. It's just, we're people. It's like a hot potato. You became a hot potato for America. <laughs> And still are, actually. All right. So just for people who got the bingo, the blood Sally bingo card at home, we did get to slavery jokes. We did get to rape. We did get to Radiohead. We did. We, so. did, we did good. We did good. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Man, well, um, we are we are at the end of two hours, though, Dimes. That's pretty good timing. All right. I hope people like this because oh, I, I want, will. And, and I want it, people like, I, I think people need to look at the Andrew WK, like look at the imagery, go to the sites that I had mentioned, try it and like go down this rabbit hole. And cause I think Aether, like you, we were talking before this and you seemed like you kind of got into it. You, like you started, you're like, okay, well, what the fuck is this? But by the end of it, it, it kind of yeah. drew you in, didn't it? Yeah, no, for sure, dude. I, I kept taking left turns. I'm like, oh, well, that's new shit. Yeah, like, like, every five minutes, it was stuff. like, yeah. new shit has come to light. And that one uh, site, awilkscrier.homestead.com, like, by the end of it, it's overlapping text, and it's some guy yeah. talking about his automatic writing, and it's yeah. about, like, reptilian lizard stuff and, like, at hollow earth. Like, it's just a bunch of strange things. Man. It's, it is crazy. Now Now I'm going to look into it more. I thought I was just going to like, you know, just, just scroll through a couple of, uh, through a couple of links and whatever. And, you know, it was just me like 
I was like, how are we going to get two hours out of this? And we did. And it's ridiculous. It is actually quite ridiculous. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. And this was, again, like I said, I'm a massive fan of the show. I really, awesome. really appreciate it. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Invite. Thanks for coming on. Dude. Please just punch. Yay. Yes. And one of, the, one of these days, I have to sit down with you and Judas. That'll be fun, too. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that uh, sometime soon. And and we also have perhaps another episode that I really want to take some time and look into. Oh, yeah, can... that's going to be awesome. Yes, that might have to be like more than one because there's so much stuff. Yeah, like I know when we start pulling on that thread, it's going to mm-hmm. lead down some strange directions. It's very just large. from what I've seen so far. It's a very large sweater to unravel, yeah. All right, that, was a, that, wasn't, that wasn't Radiohead. That was Weezer. Weezer. That was Another Weezer. great band. Another great band. Yeah, great band from. Canada. In a lot of ways, Weezer is the American Radiohead. I've always said that. Yeah, actually, I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. You, you know what's just before we go annoyingly, Radiohead had OK Computer, and Weezer came out with an album called OK Human, which I assume was uh, based off of that. Yeah, actually, no, I, I think what it has to be. Yeah. All right. Well, real quick, Dimes, tell everybody that listens to the Paranormies where they can listen to you guys. Oh, shit. Yeah. So go to bloodsatellite.ca. That's our main website. You can find full episodes of our show. You can find links to clips. Um, I'm on Twitter at Legally Ironic. Um, I just got my Twitter back. So you can pretty much find everything from bloodsatellite.ca. So just go there and that'll lead you to our telegram and everywhere else. Nice. Yes. Everybody do that. Now, this is the threat. (laughs) <laughs> thank you well yeah man thanks for coming on man and um we're gonna get out of here there will be a creepy pasta at the end of this Aether, thanks was, for uh, i was say i was also gonna shill for myself oh i well, forgot yeah dude you have all kinds of shit no, to i was shill. say you can you can just find pretty much everything i do on television at uh flesh canoe that's just flesh canoe is one word all right oh so. you're you're i had no idea you were flesh canoe. yeah that's i do, so I do cool. like music i do like content and all that shit oh shit i gotta talk to you about some other stuff man i love your work i i'm so retarded i had no idea sorry i know we're supposed to leave but i'm just saying this guy's stuff is great oh no it is no it'll be chill his stuff yeah all right all right well yes we are going to listen to a creepypasta and we're gonna get out of here and we'll see you see you tuesday night and the uh live nationalist inquirer over on pill d live and odyssey all right later Time travel makes you gay. Right. It's quite an interesting concept. Those little pass it on messages, I mean. Chain letters and people telling you, post this in five different comments or else you'll die tonight. Interesting indeed, but the idea lacks originality. It's the same story with each one. Pass it on or die. People pass it on and they go on living. A happy ending for everyone, right? But what if there was a little twist? Let's just say there's a photo out there. It's not one of those, like, can't-be-found-anywhere-else types of pictures. It's actually really easy to find. Just use your chosen search engine and type in black-and-white photo of twins. You should be presented with a variety of different black and white photos of twins, but let me help you and tell you what you're to look for. You're looking for a picture of two twin girls wearing black dresses and white headbands. The twin on the left has a straight face, while the one on the right is smiling. Found it? 
Good. Now, as you'll see, there's nothing particularly unnerving, let's say, about the photo. It might be a little creepy, but other than that, it looks as normal as any other picture you've come across. Now, here's the twist. If you do pass it on, you die. Now, I know most of you, given this particular set of choices, would choose to leave the picture be, right? But allow me to elaborate upon what happens when you don't pass this picture on to someone else. If you leave it alone after seeing it, you'll have nightmares. I know, look, I know, bad dreams don't sound so bad when compared to the alternative, but trust me, it gets worse. It all begins with something simple. Before long, you'll see the twins standing side by side in the darkness. The girl on the left will leave, and you'll be left alone with her smiling twin. And just before you wake up, she'll whisper, Pass it on. And her smile will widen ever so slightly. I know, it doesn't sound like much of a nightmare. The first of many, it's fairly subtle. But with each successive nightmare, things begin to change. Gradually, the smiling girl gets closer and closer to you, while her smile widens to impossible lengths. You won't help but feel greatly disturbed and unsafe when it happens, but don't worry, that's normal. What's next, however, not so much. You'll try to wake yourself up, you'll try to move, but nothing will work you'll find yourself trapped. She'll bring out various instruments. A knife, chains, gasoline, matches. Many devices to make you feel uneasy. Then you start to panic. You can't help but think of all the horrible things this twisted, sadistic child has in store for you. And does she ever have horrible things in store for you? Let's take a moment to think about the possibilities, shall we? What do you think she'll do to you? Wrap the chains around your head and pull until your skull splits? Gouge out your eyes? Cut out your tongue? Slice off your ears? Burn you alive, knowing that you can't move? That and more, my dear reader. You take the term unimaginable torture far too lightly until you fall asleep. If you think she'll lash you with chains, she'll do so only after she's laid them in fire and struck railroad spikes in your back. If you think she'll burn you, she'll tear open your torso and pour gasoline into the wound before lighting the match. Oh, you'll wake up screaming. Your body will remember the pain it's endured while you quiver in fear. Every time you wake up, you'll notice a subtle difference about your body. A bruise here, a scratch there, but as each nightmare gradually gets worse, so do the marks that will be left behind. Before long, the scratches will become fresh, bloody scars. 
If you dreamt that you took a sledgehammer to the knee, you'll wake and rise only to find your legs buckling below you as pain surges through your kneecaps. All the while, her words linger in the back of your mind. Oh, you'll try to avoid sleep, but it's no use. The twins make their way into your reality. They're always there. At your home, your place of work, your school. You would fight back, but their visage appears in place of the faces of your loved ones. Eventually, you'll hide yourself away from everyone in an effort to avoid seeing these demonic children. It's all in vain, though. You'll see them in that millisecond of darkness when you blink. You'll see them in reflections, in your peripheral vision. You'll see them everywhere, and you can't escape. You can consider suicide. Hell, even attempt it. But they won't let you go so easily. That shotgun that you've got hidden in the closet? The revolver in the nightstand? Useless. How strange, hmm? They seem to be jammed, or missing a trigger. A cocktail of cold and flu and pain medications won't help either. It's so very odd, indeed, how you just can't seem to hold them down long enough for them to take effect. And soon enough, you won't be able to distinguish your dreams from your waking reality. You'll awake from one torturous experience only to be greeted by alternative horrors. Without realizing it, you've given the twins a new playmate. And do they ever like to play? Well, at least one does. While one plays with you, the other will stand there, watching and chanting, Pass it on, over and over again, all the while ignoring your screams for help. There's no happy ending to be had. Should you remain optimistic, I'm afraid you're just as naive as those who came before you. And there were many, oh, so many. And you won't be the last. I've made certain of that. Now? Now you have a decision to make. Now that you've seen the picture, and you've discovered the consequences, whatever shall you do? Might you leave the picture be, and pray this was just some twisted story? Or will you decide to pass it on. <laughs>